Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening uh, Universal Minds. My name is Brother Benici, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Uh, I got my brother Sargidi uh, with me. Our brother Ramon should be joining us shortly. Let me just make sure that my boy Sargidi is muted here. Right. Brother Sargidi, you there? Brother Sar, can you hear me? Yeah. Please. All right. Noon is online, but he's not on the phone. Let me see if he's trying to call in. But anyway, uh, before we do that, uh, before we get into it, why don't you just go ahead and uh, you introduce yourself real quick while I'm trying to plug him in. Peace, everyone. <clears throat> this is Brother Asar Giri. And as um, we stated on many other shows, we are walking and have walked many different paths and all of these paths lead to self-mastery, self-understanding and self-realization. No matter what sacred order you join, no matter what metaphysical book you may read, all of it boils down to you mastering self, you understanding yourself, and also you expanding yourself. That's pretty much the meat of it. Okay. The meat of it all. Appreciate it. Uh, then we got Brother Ravana Noon on the phone now. Brother Ravana Noon, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, brother. Just, we're doing a really short brief introduction so we can get into what we got into because I know we got a lot to cover. So why don't you go ahead and uh, Asar just did his introduction. Why don't you go ahead and, uh, and introduce right. yourself to, to the new listeners. Brother Ravana Noon, uh, as always, we give a quick introduction, walk many multiple paths, religious paths, spiritual paths, metaphysical paths, and occult paths, all leading to self-mastery and to be able to stand for yourself and not fall for the bullshit. That's it. Mm. I'm just going to kind of copy what the brother said, uh, you know, for the newer listeners. Um, same thing, uh, what the show is trying to teach, basically is to live the experience and not read about it. Uh, you hear us use that term. You hear us say, do the work. Uh, unfortunately, we got a lot of, you know, over-intellectualized book knowledge people that they walk around with all this information in their head, but they don't know how to apply a goddamn thing worth of it. And it can hold a conversation. It sounds good. sounds heavy. But when you ask them to apply maybe 20% of the stuff that they're learning, they can't even apply it. Um, tonight, though, this is a different show, and we just definitely need to go over a few things before we begin. Um, first and foremost, I don't recommend young, young children listen to this show tonight. 
Some of the language is going to be very graphic. Uh, it's going to be some detailed accounts of certain things. So I would suggest very young children don't listen to this show tonight. Uh, if you are a supporter of any of these coons we're about to rip apart tonight, you're going to get your fucking feelings hurt. Let me establish that. If you want to voice your opinion, discuss it, or if you're in disagreement with what we're going to go over, you are more than welcome to call in when we get to the point in the show where you will be able to call in. But one thing we will not have is people hiding behind guest names and typing in shit. We're going to mute and kill all that shit. So if you're too much of a punk and you ain't got the courage to call in and identify yourself and let all the listeners know who you are, then it's not going to work. So if we have to mute the whole chat room, we will do that if it gets stupid. Because this show is not going to be pleasant, especially if you're a supporter of Africa Bambooty and Dr. Pork, Yahweh Ben Kuhn, and all these other pedophiles that we left slide under the radar. All right? Now, the reason why we chose to do this show at this time, obviously, one of the biggest things going on in the conscious community right now is the Africa Bambata story. Uh, when we get into it later, Ravana Noon, who is actually a member of Zulu Nation, will give some, some, some detailed information on that. We'll go over some of the accounts. Uh, all of us at one point who are Nuwapians for many years, we're going to get some detailed accounts of a lot of shit that people have no idea about. Uh, court documents that we have right in front of us right now that Nuwapians will pretend that you don't have access to, kind of painting a whole uh, different type of story. And we're not playing, look, save the race card shit, save the fucking the government, set these guys up. They're not that fucking important. Let's establish that. We're going we're gonna to go over that. Okay. All of the rehearsed answers, we're going to get that shit out of the way now. We give a lot of these coons passes because they've created these auras and images about themselves as being some spiritual leaders, some spiritual fathers. And that's all. We're going to get into the psychological mindfuck of that, how that's how they set up this web of deception and draw followers in. And then the ones that have these pedophile tendencies, they, this creates a shield for them to hide behind and carry out their pedophile tendencies. Now, what I find unique, why we chose at this time to do this show, I find it very very unique that Africa Bambooty, who has a strong connection with the Nuwapians, and the Nuwapians have been so proud over the last eight to ten years to announce their affiliation with them. But now the truth finally fucking comes out. We see yeah. that these two... He mentioned he, 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 he was in support of Dr. York. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. He, and he claimed that Dr. York is innocent. Yeah. And they, they've been gloating for years how proud they ought to be affiliated with them. I don't hear these niggas saying anything now. It's real quiet on the Africa Band booty front right now. But what's unique is the blueprint that both of these fuckers use to lure in children. It's very similar. And we're going to get into a little of their history going back to the 70s and early 80s, which a lot of people don't know about. We know about it because we were fucking there. Okay? And the court documents that we're going to go over, I'm telling you this because I worked on Pork's case for over 10 years. Okay, I know a lot of the inside shit that I uncovered as I was working on the case. So let's, let's get this straight. You're not talking to somebody that's reading opinion. You're not talking to some individuals here that... Who is, who is never a part of the organization. Exactly. And you're not talking to individuals tonight that are going to be speaking on hearsay and opinion. See, most of, the, most of the people that are around now 
especially the newer members of the Zulu Nation, the newer members that have come into the Nawapia Nation in the last 10 years, they don't have no idea what the fuck's really going on. Sad thing about it is a lot of the elders and the old heads knew a lot of this shit was going on, and they did nothing about the shit. Okay, this is nothing they, they, new. They, they, they stuck around because they wanted a piece of the pie. That's right. And th- this is nothing new. And there's been people that have been trying to speak out on this going back to the 70s but were ignored because, again, we're going to show you how these individuals create their web and lower people. And I want to say this. If you are listening to this show, and this is on another note, and somebody is molesting you, or you know somebody that's being molested, that shit is not okay. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. There's no justification for it. And you definitely need to go to somebody and do some, something about it if that's the case. And that's the other purpose of doing this show, because if you are one of those people that fall in that category and you are getting abused, molested, whatever, and you're not taking any effort to do something about it, you need to do something about that shit. Especially, you might be one of the victims of the people we're talking about tonight, and there's, there's hundreds of them. And we're going to read some of the court documents later in the show, give you names of individuals. And any motherfucker, if you're going to sit there and think that someone can extravagantly make up all of this shit, get out of your fucking mind. Only religious coons would believe that. Ignorant-ass individuals that are looking for some type of savior figure. See, that's the problem with black people in America. They claim they're gods, but yet they want somebody else to do everything for them. They really believe that one individual can take them to some fucking place called Risk or Iliun, the mothership. Religious bullshit. It's all part of the deception. Take on the the planet Ritz crackers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. On that note, note, why don't we begin by basically showing a pattern and a definition of what these individuals who are so-called conscious uh, leaders of the conscious Kuhn community, why don't we begin by seeing and showing exactly how they set up their whole system to in order to be able to get access to yourself and to your children or to anybody else. That's right. Because I think what's a good thing is for people to understand exactly how this works. Um, For those of y'all who've never been involved in an organization or religious organization or things like that, this will help you understand how these leaders work, okay? And this is called Unbreaking an Apprentice. This is very important because as we read this and we break this down, we're going to actually give you first-hand insight and account of how they really institute this uh, into play into today's world. So let's begin. An apprentice must always walk with eyes wide open into becoming your apprentice. Now, for myself, Beniti, Asar, Um, What opened our eyes was some books, which were called scrolls or pamphlets, whatever the fuck they wanted to call it back then, that's what it was called. And these scrolls or pamphlets had all the information that was geared towards your ego and raising your ego in an environment and society where you already felt discriminated against, you felt racism, you felt prejudice, you felt things of that nature. So these books were geared into opening your eyes wide to a new possibility. 
So these mm-hmm. books would talk about things like um, it would talk about things like how the original man is the black man and the superior genes and melanin, and it would talk about you know all these things that people still today, something like twenty something odd, thirty something odd years later, still kicking the same shit that we heard about twenty, thirty years ago. Isn't this just fabulous, right? But anyways, so. This is the method that is used a lot of times by this organization and organizations. And what they do is they have these people that are called basically they're they're like disciples, but in reality they're just like you know they're like a hustler. But you look at them as a disciple or whatever the fuck you want to religiously look at them as. So they go out here and they set up their tables or they sell their final calls or they sell whatever, right? And they have. You hooked lion and sinker by the books, by oils and incense, and things of that nature. So, see, they already have these uh, marketing items to open you up. So now you're already open. So you're seeking more once you read a couple of these books because it's like these books are geared exactly for people who've come from uh, a level of low self-esteem come from a level of, you know, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, things of that nature. And then it says, it should never be easy to be your apprentice. Now, let's explain something. Dr. York never made it easy to do any goddamn thing inside of his organization. Mm-hmm. You had to drive 12 hours. I remember when I was in D.C. at Howard University. I had to drive 12 hours to pick up some motherfucking books, oils and incense, so that we can, at that time, called propagate this, propagate it throughout D.C., but specifically Howard University, because that's where we were focused at. And 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 you were driving 12 hours from D.C. to get there and then be made to wait how many hours again, Beniti? Sometimes you get there and wait three, four, five hours for your order, which should have fucking been prepared before you even got there. And and don't forget forget the important part. You couldn't go into the class until after you paid for your books. That's right. So you you had to pay for your shit. See, it's all, all, all like you're saying, you bring up an excellent point. It's all a certain structure. That's what I meant earlier when I said a wet. So you had to pay for your books, this, this would be on a Wednesday. You would drive them from D.C. I would drive from places like New York and Miami. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, we yeah, no. Go ahead, I'm bro. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying like, like, like you're saying, never made anything easy. But this is all uh, the climatic buildup because once you're able to penetrate on some level, then there's these systems of, of circles that are set up where this group is more special than this group. You know, you got to get into that too, because that's part of the psyche mind fuck right. that these, that, that these cult leaders use because they have a, they have many different circles, inner circles, uh, lower level circles that all operate and serve a certain purpose. Kind of like, it's kind of like a fucking organized crime gang. Same shit. Exactly. On a and whole different why, way. That's why this second part goes into it. You make them sacrifice something to get what they want and then slowly cut them off from what they had before. Now, let me explain something. We we used to drive miles to get these books. We used to live in communities called tabernacles 
or matches or whatever the fuck you wanted to call it. We lived in these communities where you slept with other people and you shared a a, a bait or, you know, you shared a um, <laughs> fucking barn or fucking trailer. Yeah, pretty much. But a bunch of dusty-ass niggas who never fucking wanted to shower. Right? But then these same niggas call themselves guys. The niggas' ass hasn't been washed in two weeks, but this nigga's smiling at you with some Cheeto breath. And you like, nigga, damn, do something, right? So anyway, oh, bro. So, this is this is the sacrifice we made, and we made this sacrifice because it was for the mission. See, at the beginning of Ansar or Ansaru Allah community, the mission was for the children. Yeah, it was all about the children. That was the mission. Yeah, Do we it found out who the children were really for, though. Yeah, right. And then later on, it became it's about the hundred forty-four thousand. Each yeah. man, each woman, each child saved themselves, right? But you yeah. save yourself through the community. You work with the community, right? So anyways, so that was the sacrifice. Now, to continue, if you can arrange a disaster, if you can arrange a disaster that will not look like it has your hand in it, do it. So there's a lot of incidences that occurred where um, we, we kind of suspected Dr. York had a hand in it. But people were so religious, they never wanted to point the finger. But damn, who else could have been pulling the strings like that, right? But anyway. Well, also, also that, but that whole thing too, pointing the finger, questioning. See, that's right. another mind fuck that York would use. See, they would always teach you in the later schools of right knowledge that you're a god, question everything. But that didn't apply to fucking York or no. any of the other coons in the organization, because as soon as you had a difference of opinion. Then they use that religious black devil bullshit on you. Right. See, <laughs> yeah, you, you you the enemy when you start questioning yeah. shit. But exactly. That's because Doctor York was Big Papa or you know Santa Claus or whatever the fuck you want to call it. He was the big head honcho. That's why. So you know we were guys, but he was the most high. This 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 the shit that was played. Now this this we actually heard these same words that I'm just saying. Yeah, y'all guys, but he's the most high. Really? Okay. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> at, at the um. At the end, your apprentice should feel that he owes you his life and that everything he has in terms of power possessions will come from you. Now, let me tell you something. The reality is that this is so much on point, what I'm reading to y'all, that we experienced this firsthand. We were made to feel like we could not accomplish anything without Dr. York's blessings. We could not Mm -hmm. set out on our own two feet to try a business venture without his blessings or his hey, guidance brother, they or his still, opinion. They still, use that, they still use that concept right now. You hear them all say, yeah. well, he's incarcerated. He gave his life for you. you still, they still mind-fucking <laughs> with that right now. He's incarcerated. Yeah, then, it's, your, it's your fault that he was fucking little boys and little girls in the ass. It's your right. fault. And then, You're supposed to feel and guilty. Then, and, then, and then the nigga use um, biblical concepts like, you know, one day they looked in the cell and uh, who who was going? Jesus was going or some oh, shit. He used it. little quotes like that. Niggas yeah. talking to fucking greys and fucking troglodytes and yeah, this this, this, this is all the, the the concept to spook your mind out even more to make you feel that this person has some. Oh yeah, and th- then the nigga come you. out with the nigga come out with updates and shit. You yeah. know, and, t- and and they spook some shit out talking about they seen this nigga levitating in the cell. All this bullshit. <laughs> 
They get yeah, niggas but, like, spooked the fuck out. But, but, that, but they see important. him they, they see him levitating in prison, but yet he's got angioedema, and they tell you he's an incarnation of Yamun. <laughs> and Yamun deals with the healing green forest, yet this nigga can't heal himself of his angioedema. He exactly. needs these Negroes to petition the fucking United States Superior Court for a medical transfer. Uh, right. You fucking, you put, you put one and one together. Right. And now, <laughs> to finish this off, this is the most key and important part that we all experience. Also, you should have severed him from all other emotional and physical ties. This oh, nigga, shit. Dr. York, cut us off from our families. Well, uh, w- once you joined, you basically were under authoritarian, he was the authoritative figure. He was the dictator. This was not a democracy. This was a dictatorship, okay? So this nigga was uh, judge, executioner, and whatever the whole thing goes. Judge, whatever that saying is. Judge, savior, executioner, everything. Right. So he also severed you from your family, your friends, everybody. You became a walking baboon gowned in white, wearing a fucking... Takia or uh, Kufi with a Jalabia in the middle of fucking New York City or Hartford, Connecticut or Philadelphia or Boston or Miami walking around with a fucking Jalabia 20 below <laughs> zero, okay? Looking deep and shit. Talking about Allahu Akbar, Allah the greatest, he's going to save us, right? What up? And, and uh, <laughs> Why don't you check out this book, brother? Hey, yo, ah, ah, check out this book, ah. You know what I'm saying? Pale man, brother, pale man. This is the pale man, brother. You got to check out this now, book. Now, now, also, there's something also to add to that. While that shit is going on, Port and Park. Now, now, mind you, you mentioned the later stages in Georgia where people were living in dusky-ass barns and fucking broken-down fucking trailers, whether it was that or at that time in the community where there was no fucking heat, proper water, Shower living conditions. Now, while, while members were doing that, including us now, this nigga is driving around in a fucking Rolls Royce. This nigga's got two Land <laughs> Rovers. This yep. nigga's living in a mansion in fucking Georgia. This nigga's house was fucking pimped out in New York on Bushwick Avenue. This nigga right. is partaking in every delicacy and materialistic thing. But yet, your punk <laughs> broke ass has to share a room with five, six dusky ass niggas that <laughs> smell like fucking Doritos and toes. These niggas' teeth is yellow and shit because they ain't brush their teeth. And I, and I don't know how long. Meanwhile, you, you, you were so under the hypnotic religious spell, and you, and you convinced yourself. Now, peep, peep the psychological mindfuck here. You convinced yourself this was all part of sacrificing for the mission. Then these are the same Negroes that would walk around saying they wanted to be a living example of their master teacher, Dr. York. Well, I ain't seen no niggas driving Range Rovers and Rolls Royces and taking trips to Disney World and traveling the world and wearing the nicest clothes. While this nigga was doing that, and he's telling you this is all, you know, you need to, you know, rid yourself of, of, of the pale man's lifestyle. Yet this nigga was living the pale man's lifestyle more than any nigga I ever seen in my entire goddamn life. And I'm going to tell you, I know this. I know this because I was with him multitude of times, spent plenty of time with him. Been in his mansions, okay, seen it for myself. That's not from personal opinion. Anybody that says otherwise, I'll fucking challenge you right now, prove you wrong. Call in on the phone when it comes time to call in on the phone. And like I said, any punk-ass niggas that start typing stupid shit in, you're going to get muted. If you're going to hide behind a screen name and a guest name 
because your punk ass is too scared to get on the phone, then that's your that's that's your bullshit you gotta live with. That's we ain't gonna have shit. We ain't gonna have any of that shit tonight. Niggas have to niggas have to know if a nigga driving around in a Rolls Royce, you know how much money that nigga making? Yep. Come on, man. Come uh, on, man. For for all you keyboard warriors, okay? It's time yeah. to step up. It's time to step up. This is your time to speak out and say what the hell you want to say. Now, but you're gonna do it on the phone, though. You're gonna do it yeah. on the phone, not, not, and you're gonna identify. That's right. You're gonna identify. Anyway, so the last part of this whole breaking an apprentice that we must have no one but that teacher, that leader, that master, whatever the hell. That's the only thing you have to rely everything on, and this we experienced firsthand. Why do you think today, today, many years later, no mother effing people can really try to con us, manipulate us, or play the game when we've then seen one of the best motherfucking manipulators, deceivers, and fucking, right. um, you know, right. fucking wizards of mind control than you could ever imagine. Some of y'all who claim to be all this shit, y'all some in the minor leagues trust the shit we done seen, all right? This nigga had thousands of people fucking donating money with nothing back in return. The profit you made off of this book was barely enough to fucking go get gas and drive down there again to get more products, okay? You you were not making a profit off of this shit. We, I, when I lived on the land in Georgia, we slept, the brothers, some of the brothers, slept in a fucking barn. Okay? I slept a in a barn, nigga. A fucking uh, barn. <laughs> yeah. And I was in the top floor of the barn, which these niggas nicknamed the Orion Skies. Mm, yeah. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Orion Sky, all right. When I got there, when I got there, I was, I was sleeping on a ply board. A fucking ply board. These motherfuckers couldn't even give me a cot or a mattress. I'm on a motherfucking brother. That was real spiritual, brother. Yeah, it was. was That's a God experience, brother, in Orion. (laughs) You know, back then I thought some fucking Riskeens were blessing me for doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that, you know, I was going to be blessed from by Anu or fucking some shit was going to come oh, and say, yeah, you're shit. doing good, brother. Oh, we're going to shit. bless you. You're going to get raised up in the shams, and you're going to get raised, and you're going to live a, a new life, brother. You're going to be here in the here. It's all this bullshit we thought. But anyways. And, and you come back, come the back as the 144,000 to save the earth and all that spooky shit. Right. When I was on now, the Now, mind you, mind you real quick, these are the same Negroes that would tell you that they were living up on the land. They would tell you they were gods, but yet they come up to you, hey, brother, you got $5 for a hot yeah. sandwich. I need something to eat. <laughs> what? Ah, this this what is what I'm about to get to. Broke-ass nigga, what? Did this nigga just ask me $5 for a sandwich? These people would get up there in front of class, in front of class and teach all this hot shit that they thought they were teaching, right? And they would tell you about diet, and they would tell you about this and that. That same nigga at 3 in the fucking morning was asking me for some Twinkies and Ho-Hos. Okay? <laughs> Yo, brother, you want some Twinkies and Ho-Hos? No, motherfucker. I don't want that shit. I don't eat that shit. Your ass is sleeping instead of eating that shit. So cut the shit out. So anyways, I remember being up there, and 
we had to do guard duty. I don't know what the fuck I was protecting. But anyways, I'm doing guard duty with a walkie-talkie and nothing else. So if somebody wanted to really fucking hurt me, what the hell am I going to do with a walkie-talkie? Hit that motherfucker and, and, and <laughs> hope that nigga, hope that nigga does not have you know, a, you know, a fucking You're going to shoot a laser walkie-talkie, brother. <laughs> yeah, hope the that nigga going to help you, brother. The residuals are going to help you, brother. Yeah, I had to hope that nigga didn't have a shoddy or some shit, right? So I was like, fuck this shit. He might he might be packing heat. So I used to see some weird shit happening at night when I was out there, though. Like, I would see people, like, escorting kids to certain parts of the land. And I'm, like, looking at this shit, right? And I'd be looking, and I'd be like, well, what the fuck are these kids doing up this late at night? First of all, Okay. When these motherfuckers are supposed to be sleeping because they got school in the morning. School was in a fucking, oh, gosh, it was in a fucking shed. Yeah, go figure. But anyways. <laughs> That's spiritual, brother. I used to see, used to see weird, activities, weird activities of, of kids being escorted around when I was doing guard duty. You know, but you were told not to question. Oh, you know, you don't question things like that. So let me tell you one last spooked out story before we really start hitting the, the meat of it. I just want people to understand this mentality so you understand why these things are able to continue under the nose and and right straight out belligerent fucking right in front of your face and you still ignore it, okay? Of the of these so called conscious spiritual gods. Right. So I was mm-hmm. up there and I was given the task to uh, take a machete and cut down some fucking trees and weeds and shit like that, right? So I gather up a little crew, and we say, all right, let's do this, you know. The master teacher wants this done, brothers. We got to do this shit. Yeah, got to get on it. <laughs> got to get on it. special man. knowledge, brother. You're going to get some special knowledge. Yeah. So I gather yeah. up some brothers. We go do this shit. Uh, we finish one section, and I'm walking. We're walking towards the other section. And... I see York come through with his Lincoln Navigator. That's okay. right. Pimped out, nigga. Pimped out. Yeah. <laughs> that, shit, that shit has some nice rims, has fucking nice tinted windows and shit. Shit was shiny and shit. But anyways, so I said, yo, the math teacher on the land. So shortly after I said that, I, there was like this ditch I didn't see, so I kind of fell into the ditch and tripped over. So this coon, spooky-ass motherfucker says, See, we don't say things like the master teachers here on the land. See, that's supposed to be so, so, the, re- so the reason you trip, the reason you trip is because you said that shit out loud, brother. So you can't do a shit like that. Now, now, tell me if that doesn't sound like a motherfucking Christian to you. <laughs> but these very people will tell you they're not religious. Now, understand, this mentality leads to what happens with people like Dr. York and Ask Bombada. So when we're looking at this individual as a Messiah-type figure, he seems to be infallible, right? He seems to be um, praiseworthy. But they use the same mechanism to be able to latch on to your emotions, butter you up with some bullshit, and then gain access to your children that way. So mm-hmm. from the, when I was up there, I know personally that certain children were being brought into his, his house, right, 
And the parents were allowing this shit because it was a blessing to have the master teacher want to speak to your child. This nigga was not speaking to your child. This nigga was uh-huh. getting, he was getting the KY jelly ready. Oh, this nigga, right. and, and, this nigga and was, the thing we, the thing we're going to do, we're going to get to some of the um, testimonies. It's gonna that's turn right. That, that's what we're leading to right now. So, this nigga would get the KY jelly ready. He would get the Pink Panther doll that he put a fucking dildo penis oh, oh, on that oh, shit. Not, not only this, I, I just want to add on to that. This nigga not only had a little bit of KY jelly, this nigga had boxes of yeah, KY that jelly. Had, yo, that nigga, that nigga had stock in KY jelly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what that's the right, fuck you need all that shit for, from. nigga? So... This this dude would would set up everything. So mind you, uh, the mentality already you've already been broken as an apprentice. So everything you do is for this individual, and this individual would say things like, you know, if your child comes with me and I teach him and mold him and prepare him, which that really is a cold word for fucking preparing you to be fucking raped. In other words, okay, um, then you know. You'll have a seat on the shams, and you'll make it to risk. This was his hook, line, and sinker. Now, okay. Oh, now, oh shit! Because <laughs> when you when you just said that, it sparked one of the one some of the shit that one of the victims said in the testimony. But go ahead, it, it sparked that when when you talked about the ships to risk. Right. So, so this nigga. Well, this ahead. is some of the things that he used to say and do to people, so that he could prepare them, right? to gain access to the kids. Now, I'm going to leave that here because when I get to Bambada, I'm going to give you more personal experience Definitely. that I witnessed firsthand accounts with my own goddamn two eyes and my third oh, eye. Man, Bambada um, is a faggot. Trust me. Right? Don't even, yo, don't, don't even call that nigga. Don't even, don't even get in the privilege of using a name like Africa Bambada. His name Bam- is now Bambooty. <laughs> Africa Bambooty. <laughs> Fuck right. that nigga. Oh. And well, if we, anybody sees that nigga personally, oh, it's, and, and, it's nothing, and, it's nothing, and, and it's nothing against it's nothing against gays. We just talking against this nigga. No, right. it's 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 about it's about harming children. Fuck right. that. That's so, what it's about. So and when using, we get, we you, get to his part, I'm gonna give you personal accounts that I've seen with my three eyes, nigga. My two eyes right. and my third eye, nigga. I don't witness it on all levels. So there is no <laughs> denying some of these accusations. He knows. That if he ever saw me again, he knows I know all this shit. He knows because I personally saw it. And just to prepare y'all, this nigga tried it on me. That's how I know. All right? <laughs> what, you niggas, what you niggas got to say now? Or you fucking gangster niggas hiding behind your computers and shit? Like I said, any of you bitch-ass niggas got opposition to it, pick up the phone and call in. Any stupid-ass shit niggas start typing in is get muted. We're going to get your asses on the phone. If you support these fucking criminals, we're going to call your ass out on it. You need, to, you need to, when it comes time to pick up that phone, pick up that phone. And we're going to talk like grown-ass people. We right Don't here, we ain't hiding. You know who the fuck we are, so we're going to know who the fuck you are. Point blank. Like I said, this show ain't going to be pleasant. This ain't no spiritual shit tonight. This ain't no fucking stroking your ego to make you feel good. This is about addressing an issue that's long overdue. That needs to be addressed because these niggas get passive. Just like R. Kelly got a fucking pass, let that shit go through the wind. And all you niggas now feeling sorry for Bill Cosby. Yeah, some of them bitches are lying, but some of them bitches are telling but, the truth. Exactly. Okay, some of that shit was true. Some of that shit was true, but they, 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 they gave this. 
they gave this nigga a fucking pass. Bill, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, they gave this nigga a pass for raping women and shit. And, and I mean? not only that, and this nigga got an appetite for white bitches. He can't keep his hands off of white hoes. You understand? Yeah. See, you, see, you got sucked in by the persona. Oh, Bill Cosby, America's dad. Whatever that nigga was guilty of doing, and I can't attest to all of it because there are some that came forward. The one girl that tried to sue him and trying to get money out of him at the, from the Playboy Mansion, they dismissed that case. Because, yeah, you're going to have nutheads come out of the woodwork and try to get paid. I ain't talking about those motherfuckers. But when you talk about the people that were really victims. That's what I'm talking about. When you got to build up an accredibility of witnesses that outweigh the other bullshit, you can't ignore that shit because your, your, your subconscious wants to ignore it because your loyalty. See, a lot of people are stuck in these organizations and these groups. They can't get out. So it's hard for them to phantom the reality. And then they start conjuring up all these illusions in their mind. Oh, they were set up. The government set them up. They were, they were out. Government was out to get. Well, when we read some of these stories, yeah, we, we did the same thing too. We, I said the same thing for years. I worked on the fucking case for over 10 years. I was visiting this nigga in prison every fucking week. Okay? I'm trying to We, we gave this nigga all, all kinds of excuses. We, we've made excuses. But then when I start talking to the victims and start uncovering shit and pulling these court documents, I started to see this nigga was guilty as fuck. But see, here's the thing. The person that creates the illusion of the lies first has to believe in himself and then perpetrate that on the rest of the people. See, this nigga really thinks in his mind that he didn't do anything wrong. That's, that, see, that's the sick shit. And he's really convinced himself of it that he has not done nothing wrong. You understand? And to still have power and control over people while you're incarcerated, to have niggas think that you're going to get out of jail and you're going to take them to some fucking risk and illion shit and you got niggas still living on that precept alone, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's delusional. And the people that support it are just as sick as this individual. That's the whole fucking point. And that shit needs to be addressed. We give these people passes because they've created this persona about themselves as being nah, cause, cause they, and Mainly because they're black. Well, that too. We, they use the black card. That's the, well, that's the number one thing. Use the black card because that gets you passed out of everything. Yeah. Well, you know, well you, know the white, you know the white man is against the black man. So, not, you know, not only that. Not only that. Don't forget. That this is not really the black man that's doing that, brother. See, he was taught that by the white man. See, so yeah. he's really not yeah. in his right mind. So he's really acting like a Caucasian. Bullshit, motherfucker! You did that shit. Ain't no Caucasian was there holding your penis when you was trying to do some booty shit with some kids. Don't try that shit. Having, Ain't no having, white man three, having threesomes in the jacuzzi with little boys and shit. Yeah. All right, but let's do this. Let's let's get into because then we we, we definitely got to touch on Africa Bambada. I don't want to make this just about Dr. Pork. And then what I want to do afterwards, I know she's usually on the call. We got a sister that uh, sister Shalini, who was a, a longtime member of the uh, Yahweh Ben Yahweh Nation. And when we go to the phone, I definitely want to bring her in because she could tell you some fucking stories too. Uh, they all use the same blueprint. It don't matter. They're all similar. Your Yahweh fucking Africa Bambooty. They all use the same blueprint to lure people in based on the persona that they've built up about themselves. They make themselves as this godlike higher figure, and you become subservient to them. And then all the mind control tactics that Brother Rabana Noon just went over. But what I want to go over real quick so we don't, we don't bypass this, because I don't want to just give you conjecture, opinion. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go to a base court document. 
okay, that, that tells majority of the story that most people ain't really fucking aware about, trust me when I tell you, or have not read the thing in its entirety or understand it. It's York's pre-sentence and investigation uh, file. It's over 51 pages. We ain't going to read the whole fucking thing. But this was, now mind you, this is going back to April 2nd, 2003, all right? Now, I'm just going to go through just some of the sick shit that's in here, all right? And this is why I said it's going to be a little fucking graphic. These are just, first let's establish this, and this is something in Ravonna, and this is important to establish. Here's another trick that these motherfuckers laid on you that you didn't know, you didn't know anything about if you followed this case, okay? First of all, this nigga took a plea bargain at first. People remember that. Now, that plea bargain was going to be sweet. Fifteen years, nigga would have been out by now. But Judge Yu Lawson said, man, fuck that. That's too, that was too easy. That's too light of a sentence. So once the plea bargain was pulled back, then they created this whole story. Oh, he only took the plea bargain because he was doing it to save the women and Protect the children. Protect the children. And, 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 and he was under duress when he took it. Let me tell you something. If they would have kept they that drug, plea they bargain. They drugged him, brother. No, but listen, this is how they play the mind fuck. But then if the plea bargain would have went through, they would have said the same thing. Oh, he just took the plea because he had got 15 years to get out. And it would have been easier. So they covered their basis on that. But once the plea was snapped, then all the illusionary shit started. Now all of a sudden this nigga was a Native American again. Then this nigga was a Liberian citizen. Then this nigga was a <laughs> national of Ghana. It, then it got even so bad to validate his Ghanaian citizenship, they were saying his current mother, Mary C. York, is not his real mother. Actually, his aunt gave birth to him, and he was born in Ghana. What kind of crazy shit is this? What kind of crazy <laughs> shit is this? Then they're trying to convince you that this nigga is a sovereign diplomat of Liberia. I'm going to tell you how that's 100% false. You want to know why? Because I worked on that shit for years. And let me tell you why it's false. Real simple. First of all, this nigga gave up his American citizenship in 1999 to become an honorary general counsel in the state of Georgia. He took the Atlanta Post, okay? Let's establish that shit. When you are honorary anything, it's like being an honorary graduate of Harvard. It doesn't mean shit. It's honorary. It holds no clout. It holds no credibility. It holds no weight. It's just what it is, an honorary general counsel. Now, they figured after the plea bargain got overturned against them, not in their favor, they would try to use this card and say he's sovereign and he needs to be released. So they went over to Liberia multiple times to try to change that status from honorary general counsel to actual general counsel, which is impossible. You can't do it. The government thought these motherfuckers were crazy. They thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thought I was crazy. Now, if there was any truth to any of that diplomatic sovereignty shit, the nigga would have been out years ago. Years ago. First and foremost, when you're a diplomat and you get arrested, first and foremost you do is you present your, you present your credentials and say, I am a sovereign diplomat of this country. Please call my government. At the time he would have got arre- that he got arrested, they would have came for him at that moment, and it wouldn't even have got to the point. Now, they came up with all crazy type of stories of why they didn't do that. But even if they didn't do it at the arrest and, and, and he was set up, at some point in his incarceration, his government would have so-called came for him and requested he be repatriated back to his country to stand trial. The reason why they never did that is because he has no official connection to any of those African countries. I don't give a fuck what any of them niggas tell you. They can say all the <laughs> bullshit they want and call themselves this nation and diplomatic, this and that. Covina, brother, Covina. 
Exactly. First of all, you can't, you get, how the fuck you a diplomat and you petition in the federal and the Supreme Court for a medical transfer? Answer me that shit. How the fuck you still going through United States federal and Supreme Courts to petition your case if you're a fucking diplomat? Anybody got any answer to that shit? I'm going to tell you how. I just want some cool to think they know what they're talking about. I'll save that for later if that comes back up. Because if you really know international law, you would really see through all of this bullshit. Okay? All of this bullshit. All right. Anyway, real quick. So we want to dispel that myth and illusion of taking the plea. Because they always make it look like that was some martyr shit. And really it was to protect themselves. Because let me tell you something. After what you're about to hear, if you would have got 15 years, and this is just a small portion of what they were going to charge him with. This is not all the victims, okay? I would have took 15 years for this deal, too, and it would have been sweet. All right. Um, let me skip here. These are just some of the victims now. Let's give me a second. I'm scanning through this. All right, the abuse and the victims. I'm going to read the opening statement before I give you the exact, the exact uh, names of some of these victims. Cooperating witnesses advised that York routinely molested and sexually abused minor age girls and boys within the organization. And in fact, several children were moved from New York to the compound meeting tent for the sole purpose of molestation. Several of the victims, as they grew older, were, at, were tasked with bringing younger children to York for sex. Sometimes they were used to demonstrate what York wanted in terms of sexual performances. Other times they just supported the new victims by telling them that these sexual acts with York were a privilege and an honor. The cooperating witnesses advised that sometimes York gave the girls alcoholic drinks prior to having sex with them and that some of York's adult woman followers would observe and participate in sexual activities. When the children refused or rejected York's sexual advances, they were left aside for periods of days Ignored, not fed well, and not allowed to go outside and play. York called them names and degraded them both in private and in front of their peers. After a period of punishment, York would call on them again for sexual purposes. Also, York was, would, was known to withhold food, money, birthday presents from children who resisted him. Some families were even expelled from the compound for the child's refusal to perform sexually or York, for York's dissatisfaction with their sexuality. All right, now I'm going to skip down. Just to give you an idea of the mind fuck. And I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and read all this bullshit. Now, there's another thing these motherfuckers would like, to, like you to believe, that this nigga has no STDs. Let's talk about this shit real quick. They'll say, yeah, well, all of the victims have STDs, but Dr. York doesn't have any STDs. His doctor, who was Dr. Bright, tested him. Not true. Never, they never did no blood work. The prison did some blood work. Now, if the only thing these niggas can say that it's not authentic, because I've, I've presented this evidence to people, and they'll sit there and go, oh, that's made up. That's not real. Well, you proved to me the shit's not real. They, they, they took blood from this nigga in 2003, and it confirmed he had herpes 1 and 2 and chlamydia. And guess what? All these victims have the same STDs. Now, they'll sit there and tell you that this nigga don't have no STDs. The prison records show you otherwise. And if the only excuse they can come up with that those prison records are not authentic, then tell, you, tell them to produce a test that he did take showing his blood work is clean. Let us see it. You know why? And there are specific little boys 
that was connected to his herpes two, his herpes simplex two, specific mm-hmm. little boys that he passed it on to. That's right. That's right. And you'll see, I'm going to read section 31 here in the PSI report, page eight. Another FTT detected among the victims. Okay. All right, actually, let me skip up here. In addition to the extensive emotional and psychological abuse suffered by the victims, many suffered sexually transmitted diseases as a direct result of sexual encounters with the defendant. Many suffered infections of chlamydia, trachomatis, and the anus, vagina, and oral cavities. Chlamydia is a bacterial infection that is treated with antibiotics. If medical attention is properly received and treatment is successful, they are usually no longer term medical side effects. However, if not treated, the disease can be spread to others through sexual contact. Chlamydia in females can be dangerous if it spreads from the cervix to the fallopian tubes or ovaries. All right, we got the idea of chlamydia. Let's skip that shit. Go down to the next section. Another STD detected among the victims was herpes simplex 1 and herpes simplex 2. Herpes 1 is a viral infection that is usually found in the oral cavity and manifests itself in the form of cold sores on the lips and sores or ulcers inside the mouth. Several victims tested positive for herpes 1 on the anus, vagina, and oral cavities. Herpes 2 is a similar type of virus that occurs with sores and ulcers in the genitalia. Several victims tested positive for herpes 2 on the anus, vagina, and oral cavities. All right, get that point. I'm not going to read it, we're going to skip. The victims, okay, and this is just a small portion. You had one, and I mentioned this one victim last week, who goes by the name of Habiba Abigail Washington, who they tried to use as a star witness a few years back and try to get her recant. They, they kind of convinced her to recant, and then she couldn't do it, and she said she couldn't lie, and then she took her recapping back and said, no, it's all true. Now, how come they don't talk about Habiba Washington anymore? You want to know and why? They- because that was a nail in the coffin. That was a fucking nail in the coffin. Now, mind you, in 19... Let me read it for you on here. Let me read it for you so it's, you know it's not my words. In 1993, at the age of 17, Habiba moved without her parents to Eatonton Compound, where Habiba robbed Eatonton. She was pregnant with York's son in Leo. All right, let's stop for a second right there real quick. I mentioned this last week. All you fucking coons that support this fucking baboon. If your daughter came home at 17 years old and was, and was impregnated by, the man, by a man in his mid-50s, first of all, if you don't have kids, you, you can't even respond to this, so don't even waste your time and energy. If you have a child, whether they're at that age, younger, or if they're older now, just envision them being at that age. If your daughter walked in the house and said, Mom, Dad, I'm pregnant, and she's 17 years old, and some nigga in his mid-50s got her pregnant. Don't front like you'd be cool with that shit. <laughs> I've heard the most ridiculous justification for this shit amongst New Orleans. Here's, here's some of the responses. I know all the fucking program responses. Well, in the state of New York, 17 is the legal age. I didn't add. That's not what I'm asking you. That's great. It's the legal age. See, that's, that's the bullshit that we use to try to justify it. I heard that one. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you, would you be okay with that? The niggas that do say they would be, that's because they're still under this nigga's spell. I guarantee you if they were put in that position and their daughter walked and knocked up and some old-ass nigga did it just as old as them or older, they would not be cool with it. Then I heard this shit. This is my favorite. To the back-in-the-day African niggas that, oh, back in the day, in our culture, in our tribe, we always married at that age. Really, nigga? Still. I want you to have that same 
response if you were put into that same situation. See, these, these are niggas that reach for straws and try to find excuses for this nigga and try to justify the sickness. Here you got it right in the PSI. Got this bitch pregnant when she was 17 years old. That's just one of them. I could be here all night talking about this shit, but I'm not going to do that. Next victim, Crystal Harden. At the time of this PSI, she's 16. York was touching her when she was five years old. Right here. Let me read it to you. Okay? Crystal, the abuse of Crystal began when she was five years old at York's direction. Habiba brought Crystal to York, the woman I just mentioned. So she was used. See, York had this system where he would recruit an older teenage girl or a slightly older woman, and then that woman would be the one bringing all the young children to him. And they would also participate in this sick shit. I told you this shit was going to be fucking graphic tonight. All right? Crystal Harden, she was being abused at the age of five. I'm going to go on. And, man, three pages on her and her sister and how York was fucking abusing them since the early 90s up until 2014. It says York began penetrating Crystal when she was 13 years old, right here in the PSI. It's all made up, though. This is all the white man made all this shit up. Okay. <laughs> Nicole Lopez, her abuse began at the age of 12 or 13. Tariq David Noel, his abuse began at the age of one years old. Let me say that again. One years old, York was touching his boy in the ass. One years old. Let me tell you something, man. I got a two-year-old. I got a 23-year-old. If anybody ever touched my son at two years old, I'm coming for your ass. I'm fucking coming for you. There's nowhere you can hide. All right? It gets sicker. Not only was he, he was fucking his own children right here. Issa Michael Johnson. This is York's son from his last wife, Kathy Johnson. You can Google this on the Internet. This nigga is emotionally and psychologically just recovering. He had to write poems to express the abuse that his how, father did to him, fucking him in the ass and doing all this sick shit to him. Google Issa not Johnson. Not, not, not only that, he just refused American like a year ago. You're breaking up, bro. No, I said. No, I said. Not only that, I said he he received his American citizenship just like what one or two years ago. Right, because he had so, no identification. That's right. He was homeless for all these years, living house to house. Right, and this is this is this is York's blood son. Let's let's also establish this. York was abusing his blood children. Okay, let's establish that shit. Shit gets sicker. Rania Franklin. Okay, another victim. Hers began when she was nine years old. York was anally, anally forced himself on it and made her play with his penis regularly, right? It's coming straight from the PSI report, page 12. Get sicker, brothers, sisters. This is the nigga you want to fucking support. This is the nigga you give a passport for all these years. You want to know why the nigga's still sitting in jail? Because the nigga did the shit. You, you, you can believe in your mind and some great illusion that he's going to walk out of there and you're going to go back to Africa and the shams are going to come get you? Good luck with that one. Radia Muhammad Hibbert, this is Miss Herbert's daughter. I knew her personally, okay? I talked to her personally. 11 years old when she was being abused, it started. Sophia LaRoche, <laughs> 11 years old, abuse began. Amal Noel, <laughs> Started in 1986, she was being abused, and she was approximately 10 or 11 years old. 
Hassan and Houston Evans, that's Bunny's kids. You know who that is, brothers. That's Bunny's twin daughters. Yeah. Okay? They were, we know all these people. This is what I'm trying to fucking tell you. We know all these people. I, I can go on. I'm not going to because I'd be here all night. I got about eight more pages of victims. I can't. We, we'd be here all night I, if I went through it. The, the, the I, point I wanna, is this. Huh? I wanna, and I want to share this one testimony. It's not that long. So people can hear what was actually in in these um, trial testimonies. This is the following. This is the trial testimony from Nicole Lopez, January eighth, two thousand four. It says, "You mentioned Issa Johnson. Who is he?" Nicole Lopez says, "He's Kathy Johnson's oldest son, Malachi York's son." Malachi York had a mini bus called a Zimmer. It was similar to a school bus. Mm-hmm. So Dr. York used to hang out there. He Sometimes he called people in. So one day I was walking by on my way to work, and he called me in, and Issa was already there with him. It was during the day, but it had tinted windows, so it was dark. And then he said, who called you inside? Nicole says, Malachi. Did He sat me down and started taking off my panties and motioned me to start giving him oral sex. And that led to vaginal sex, and Issa Johnson was there watching us. This is all made up. This is all made up, brother. Now, let me also say this. Um, And you can see her name on some of the court documents. There's a female by the name of Esther Cole, okay? That's right. Esther Cole was originally brought up on trial with him. And Kathy, she was there, okay? Esther Cole um, left the land about the same time I did. And she was in Atlanta. We we started talking. We started having relations and things like that. And she shared with me some shit. She told me, just to let you know the mind of this person, so if you think it's impossible, no. So she told me personally, for one, that um, he used to have a crew... Uh, for different activities. He would have a crew that was known as the anal crew that was strictly for anal sex. He would have a crew that was known as the oral crew that would only give him oral sex. Then he would have a crew that was for threesomes. He would have a crew that was for lesbians, where he would just watch and do his thing while they were performing. He would watch and stroke himself and shit like that. Right? She told me all of this shit. She didn't have to. But for some reason, she wanted to reveal all this shit because for, she knew she was just as guilty because as she shared with me later on, she was partaking in those activities with him and she was recruiting the young kids for him. So mm-hmm. that's why she was brought up on trial as well because she was feeling guilty. She felt she wanted to reveal all that shit to me. Okay. And even then, after I heard all that, the religious mentality still pervaded in me. I mean, it was still there. It was still there. And I wanted to not accept it, but I knew this shit was true mm-hmm. after I heard all that shit. So if you want to know the mentality of this dude, there it is. So if you think it's impossible, no, it's not. He had fucking <laughs> crews for everything from all ages, from young to old, to do all these specific sexual activities with him how he wanted, when he wanted, where he wanted. If you refused to do it, you were kicked out. 
Yeah. Okay. So there's something. Oh, and there's something key that I wanted to share in this, which is it's crazy. It says, you know, they asked him a question. They asked a question. He said, at times he would talk about younger boys. He would comment to us about how if you start with them when they're younger, it, it helps them develop. But uh, it says sometimes, sometimes, sometimes he would say stuff like "Let's watch." He would say he would say stuff like "Let's watch." Sometimes he would tell us that in countries like Sudan, they would have a room with a bunch of men and young boys doing things sexually. He even showed us a video where Tibetan boys were having oral sex with older men. It's all made up, brother. The white man made all that up, man. It's a setup. It's a conspiracy, you know. See, see that's that. See, the government made all this up, man. They were out to get him because he was writing all the books, brother. He was saving the world. See, that's the, no, that's the no, program no, it's, fucking it's, you response know, you know, you're gonna get. You know what's really, you know what's really interesting is actually that white man that was a judge saved those kids' lives. That's right. He would have been he, he would have been abusing them for years longer. And and, and you got you got to understand this: the very system you write books about for over thirty, forty years. You can't call the white man the devil. Say this place is is the, the, the pale man this, the time who that, and then you're trying to go through his court system for your freedom. Just think about that shit for one second now. You're claiming to be diplomatic. One fucking minute you're a Native American, the next minute you're a Ghanaian citizen, and nobody's holding them niggas accountable for that bullshit because that was a bunch of the biggest bullshit, fear, fierce, fake hustle they ever set up. Then, he, then he's back to being a, a Liberian citizen. They don't know what this nigga is anymore. And if any of that shit held any weight, and it, trust me, I want to tell you it holds no weight, okay, this shit would have ended a long time ago. You understand? You can't burn all your bridges. The very system you've been writing about for years to destroy is the very system you're trying to depend on for your freedom. How the fuck are you sovereign and you petitioning for medical transfers? I, if anybody knows international law, explain that to me from a legal standpoint, and I'll show you where exactly that shit went wrong. Okay? It, How the you fuck? know, it's... Oh, good. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, I'm just saying, just, we're just showing people how sick this dude is in the head. You know, this dude, this dude, he even kicked his own wife out that had his kids. She was pregnant with one of his kids. She, He kicked her out on the streets. I got one better for you. I got one better for you. And I used to pick his son up and, and his wife, the one that had Down syndrome that lived in Macon, Georgia. Yeah, that's all I'm now, talking here's, about. Here's a, here's a, well, here's a question you can pose to New Opians. If they sit there and say that this nigga's God, well, how does, how does your supreme God, he must have fucked up genetics, because how does he give birth to a child that has Down syndrome? And remember, and, remember in the and, doctrine and, he talked down on that? Yeah, all the time. But he used to hide this child because he didn't want attention drawn to this child. How the fuck are you supposed to be an incarnation of some fucking Egyptian God? You were in the Tyrell, you were Rizikian. You you're this fucking god, but you gave birth to a child that has Down syndrome. And that's no knock on the kid that had Down syndrome. When you look at it from a spooky, it's sad that he neglected the fucking kid and like he did all of his wives, tossed them to the fucking curb and basically let them fucking starve, didn't do shit for them. That's a whole nother story. I can get into stories when I lived in a community in Spring Valley in New York in Brooklyn. I can tell you fucking story that's a whole nother story, the living conditions and the bullshit that I used to see back then that went predates Georgia by years. 
See, a lot of these new cats that F- are fucking, fucking, wives na- fucking niggas' wives and shit, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you had to have a green room. Remember, you couldn't fuck your wife until you had to, you had to reserve the green room. Just remember, see, look, anytime uh, a cult leader sets up a community where the women stay in one section and the men stay in another section, that's so he can have access to whoever he wants. You understand what I'm saying? That's why they set up that commune style of living. They all did it. Yahweh Ben Yahweh did it. Did the same shit. When you had set up where children stayed over here and everything was strategically set up so this sick fuck could have access to men, women, children, whatever he wanted. So if I keep you separated from each other, and then just think about this shit. How the fuck you got to make an appointment to fuck your wife? Think about that shit for a minute. <laughs> you got to make an appointment. Wait, wait, that's my wife. I ain't got to make no appointment to fuck my wife. You know, but you see the mind. Brother, it's, it's, not, it's not the time of the season. It's not the right season, brother. Right. You got to wait. But, but, but the sickness is, like Ravana Noon said earlier, that's what they do. They, they control every facet of the core of your being to the point, even as, as crazy as it sounds, even dictating to you when you can and cannot fuck. And now remember this shit. You remember this shit, uh, Brother Ravana Noon. And remember, if you didn't pedal and bring in enough money, you may not have seen the green room for months, nigga. Yep. Am I lying? Wow. <laughs> that green room was off limits, nigga. You had to, you had to bring or, or something, Or something, uh, something that my father told me, you know, pretty much if you didn't bring in enough money, you know, they had family meetings and he would embarrass you in front of everybody and call oh, you yeah. a half a man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you had to go out. Look, 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 let's look at it like this way, man. Look at York as Superfly. Hey, the nigga's smooth. I'll give him that. This nigga had you out on the streets 12 to 15 hours a day pimping his shit. And then you had to come in. What is the same thing a fucking pimp does to a hoe? Think about this. I'm going to give you some shit, a place to sleep. Now, I, wanna, I don't want to say three square meals because we didn't even get that. I'm going to give you a place <laughs> to sleep, a hot meal. I'm going to put a few dollars in your pocket, but you're going to go out there and make me triple. And, bitch, you better bring me back an X amount because if you don't, I'm kicking your ass out. That, we were basically treated like hoes, men. Because, nigga, we had to get yeah, out there. This, this, this nigga broke family. This nigga would kick uh, the man out and, and leave the woman in the community the and break families sick. up and shit. Well, that's, that, was, that was a psychological mindfuck, too. But anyway, we don't want to make this whole show about him. Now I want to flip before, before we get sucked into that. And we'll, we'll, we'll go back at the end when we, when we open up the dialogue. We'll take some calls, and we'll get people's feedback. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we got to get on Bam, Bambooty. Yeah, let's um, get on Bambooty real quick, real quick. Uh, and then I'm going to bring Brother Ravana Noon in to give, because he'll, he'll have more insight to personal testimony accounts. Now, y'all need to go on the Internet and look at some of the recent videos that surfaced. Everybody obviously knows the whole video, Ronald Savage being one of the first ones to come out. Oh, man. That's some sick and, shit, man. Uh. No, nah, but go look at the, one of the newer videos that came up in the last, I think, week and a half. His bodyguard, Sharif. Confirming. This is a bodyguard for over 20 years telling you the shit he's seen. Multiple victims are coming forward. It's, I mean, people in the, in, in, that have been around him for years have been going, saying that this has been going on as far back as the 70s. And people have tried to go to the council of Zulu nation numerous times. Listen to Sharif Ali, his bodyguard will tell you he went in 2007, the last time to have this nigga removed and brought up on charges. 
this nigga, go look at the videos of Poppy, one of his main lieutenants, who said this nigga particularly like Latino and light-skinned dudes and would like them to jerk off in front of him and, and he was fucking little boys. All, all this sick shit. The blueprint, the reason why we're linking these two together and did this show is because there's a connection between bamboo and if you wanna if you wanna talk about a boule, these niggas was the motherfucking boule niggas. But there, here's here, here's the thing though, and and Ramana News gonna get some insight on it. They used the same blueprint. They built up their cult status, that that male figure, that godlike, that you know, infallible. You looked up to them, the whole mind fuck. And now remember, York and this nigga go back to the mid late seventies, early eighties. He's been in. He was in Moxie Studios multiple times in New York back in the day. Just recently, from 2002, three to the present day, he's been a, 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 a hardcore supporter of York's incarceration, and he's been proud. And the New Wapians have been so proud. He, he's of he's even on video. He's even on video saying yeah. he's in support. But I'm saying, like, why? Why? Where, where, how come? Why is the New Wapians coming out and supporting this nigga now? Because let me tell you something. When you fucking make your bed, you got to lie down in it, nigga. They don't want nothing to do with this nigga now because they'll be bringing more attention to York shit. How come the New Orleans ain't proud to be associated and, with Africa Bam Booty's ass anymore? And, and, people, and, people, and people will start to see people will start to see the connection between York and Bam Booty. That's what I'm trying to say. The same system. Now, bottom line is this, and I'm going to leave it at this. Bottom line is this. There's no way in the fucking world anybody in their right mind can think that all this shit is made up. If your only excuse is you're going to play the race card, you're going to say this is the white man setting them up, they, he was set up, these guys are set up, they've been targets. If that is your only basis and you can't produce me no evidence, if you're going to say that what we're talking about is, is, was all a setup and that's your only validation, we're, we're bringing you something. We're bringing you testimonial count. We're not bringing you hearsay. We're bringing you experience. See, y'all niggas didn't pay attention when we started doing this show last year, and we said we've walked these paths. When we say we've walked these paths, we've been there. Not read about it. Not heard somebody tell us about it. We've been there. We saw it. We've done it. You understand what I'm saying? So if your only excuse is going to be those weak-ass rebuttals, we're going to tear that shit apart. And don't let your personal opinion get involved because bottom line is this. Bottom line is this. If you support these Negroes knowing they're guilty, you're just as sick as they are, point blank. You're not getting the pass. See, that's the problem. The people that have known about this shit for years and let it ride, they're just as fucking guilty. And that's they what cover, the show and is they about. Cover that right shit up. And, and, and you know what the sick part, whether you're in Zulu Nation camp or in the Nawapian camp, there's always those seats of elders that seem to cover these niggas' asses for some reason. Well, that's what it is. And, and the bottom line is, like I say, most of these, these organizations today, a lot of the members that have come in in the last five to ten years, they don't know nothing. Trust me when I tell you. They fresh, wet behind the ears. You can sell them anything. You can put dog shit on a napkin and tell them it's gold. They don't know nothing about <laughs> it. That's just the mentality you deal with. But anyway, let's bring Brother Ravana Newell. Let's give right. now your personal, as a member of Zulu Nation for many years, okay, being at Bambada's house, being affiliated with Bambada, let's talk about some of the shit you saw, brother. All right. So let me say this. Um, 
first of all, by this time I was living in Hartford, Connecticut. We had left New York, so I was in Hartford, Connecticut. And um, me and my crew at that time, we was, you know, really, really some serious dancers, hip-hoppers, whatever the fuck was it. So we reached out to Bambada to make contact and, um, you know, to become members. So we go take a trip down there. And mind you, this nigga's still living in the Bronx River Project. Let me say that again. This nigga is still living in Bronx River Project. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never moved out the hood. So we go up, take take this fucking. We walk up the stairs. The fucking elevator's always broken in the projects. Pissy ass stairs with nasty ass niggas walking all around. And so we get up to his floor. We knock, and there's some big ass motherfucking nigga that opens that door. And we was like, oh shit, who the fuck is this huge monstrosity? Right? He was like, yeah, uh, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, uh, we here from Connecticut, from Hartford, Connecticut. Bam told us to come down. So he said, well, one moment, shuts the door, tells Bam. So Bam calls us in. <clears throat> so he calls us in. He calls us into his room, his room, mind you. That's his office. He was like, oh, yeah, go into his office, which is his fucking bedroom. <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> That's a nigga shit for you. Yeah. <laughs> So we walk in there, and he starts talking to us, and he says, you know, yeah, so what makes you guys want to be Zulu, and, you know, what um, What other things have y'all been about? So we told him, yeah, we have been Anstars, and did cat, mind the catch now, because this shit is going to get real interesting. Yeah, we were Anstars for years, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, we walked with Dr. York and shit, and, you know, we also studied some 5% of shit and Nation of Islam shit. We was joining we joined that for a minute you know so he says oh that's good brothers that's good you know and he was saying well you know this this what you got to do you got to study these zulu plus lessons you got to do this so that's the first meeting that's that's the first meeting the second meeting come back down we got that shit memorized boom he says all right you you uh my boy hakeem at the time you uh chapter leader and i became vice chapter leader right so then he calls Hakeem into the room by himself. Okay. Rock, rock, the planet cock. Anyway, go ahead. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'm watching TV and shit. And then Hakeem leaves, and he calls me back there. So now this is where it gets interesting. He says, yeah, so um, tell me, you know, how long you was answering? And, you know, what what what'd you think about Dr. York? And I said, well, you know, I like doctrine information, you know, I felt empowered, boom, you know, whole bullshit that we say. So he said, well, do you really know about Dr. York? And I said, no, what, what you talking about? So he pulled out this picture that he had a Dr. York, that Dr. York sent him. Fuck two dudes sending pictures to each other at, at that age. I really never got it. But anyway, so he sent a picture to Dr. York. I mean, Dr. York sent him a picture in his cowboy outfit. <laughs> And this cowboy outfit, and he said, do you really know about this nigga? I said, well, tell me. He's like, this nigga's a wild boy. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? I said, no, nah, that's Imam Misa. He said, no, 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 I know him as Dr. York. This nigga is something else. So I never really understood what he said. So mind you, that's that's the, that's the leeway. That's the introduction right here. So he said, yeah, so what do you do, man? How do you get down? I said, what the fuck this nigga talking about how to get down? I said, well, you know <laughs> 
I'm thinking he talking about, you know, in the hip-hop shit, you know, what I do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I said, well, I'm a DJ and I break, you know, I'm a B-boy, so that's what I do. He said, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I said, well, you know, you got this knowledge, you went to this, but how do you get down? You know, what do you, what do, you do outside of that shit? <laughs> what? Oh, so, shit. So I said, well, you know, I'm a dancer, you know, and this and that. Well, he said, you know, you like you like women? What? Where the fuck that came from? Now, for all you do- uh, people who think I'm making this up, by the way, he knows me by the name of Musa Dean. Oh, Lord, I can't stand saying that name. Musa oh, Dean. Oh, shit. <laughs> Musa Al Dean. but that nigga never used to say the Al, so he just said Musa Dean, right? And they used to know me as Smiley, too. That was my two names, right? So, anyways, so this nigga then says, well, yeah, so you like women? I said, hell yeah, nigga. I love that, that ass, nigga. All right, so he looked, he looked disappointed. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He should be cheering me on. This nigga is fucking disappointed and shit. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just asking, you know, you know how you Latino dudes get down? I said, what? The fuck are you talking about oh, Latino dudes get down? Oh, shit, here come the press. Yeah, yeah he, he, he didn't waste no time. Now, so this nigga, he said, yeah, you know, like, like this, this is what I mean. Nigga, this nigga queued in, had this shit on cue, on pause, waiting for me to come in that room. This nigga was fucking calculating. So I go, and he says, yeah, like this. He has a fucking homemade porno, that nigga filmed, of two Latino dudes fucking fucking off each other. Okay? I said, man, what the fuck is this shit? Shut that shit off, nigga. I ain't about that shit. So he's like, nah, man, you know, a lot of you Latinos get down like that, do you? I said, bam, I just said I don't get down like that, okay? So, And what year was this, brother, just so we have a clear picture? What year was this, roughly? About 1990, 91, 92, 3, 4, around those four years. This all happened okay. in those four years. Okay, okay. okay. So that's that day. Second time I come back down, uh, third time. This is the third time we come back down. <laughs> now, let me wait. ask you a question just so yeah. you can create – in the mindset so people can understand. Now, after seeing that shit, to show you how fucked up, what made you go back there? I want you to explain. After you saw that, because I want you to explain to the listeners. This is Bam Bottom. This is Bam okay, Bottom. This, this nigga, is important. This is important. Go ahead. This is Bam Bottom, and that nigga can open up doors in the hip-hop world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He can open up doors in the hip-hop mm. world, and he promised that he hooked me up and meet these people so we could perform in their videos. And You understand, he's got access to every hip-hopper there is. He's he's one of the grand, you know, one of the godfathers of hip hop. So, as a young kid, you seeking, God damn, it's a big ass raccoon. Anyway, you seeking um, fame and light. You know, at that age, I was I was I was I was seeking that shit because I was a dancer. Niggas used to say I was a good dancer. You know what I'm saying? And I was a good DJ. So that's what we were seeking. It was a crew of us. So that's what we wanted, right? So this, he promised to hook me up with these people, and, and I did meet some of these people. Now, don't get me wrong, but nothing never really came out of that shit, okay? Uh, so uh. I go back, and mind you, I have to go back, because at that time, I already took a pledge to be a Zulu vice chapter leader for Hartford, Connecticut. So I come back, you know, and, and you get a position of power. When you're young, position of power is the shit, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. You accept that shit. So right. ego, I come back. ego blowing up, nigga. Yeah, so I come back, and of course, Hake, uh, my boy Hakeem, the vice, uh, the chapter leader, myself, vice chapter leader, 
he already called Hakeem in there first, and then he called me in second. Now, it took him a little bit before he called me in there. So I'm watching TV. This is before cell phones and everything else, so you can't be texting and shit like that. You're just watching TV so you avoid making eye contact with these gruesome-looking niggas that are constantly looking at your ass, right? So, <laughs> so I'm just doing this thing, right? I'm just steady gazing at the TV so I don't have to look around. So I don't see what's really going on after Hakeem leaves, but I know it took a little while before he called me in there. So now he calls me in there, and... There's a dude in there. I said, uh, man, what the fuck is this? You called me in here. There's somebody else in here. What What do you want? I thought you wanted to talk about some private Zulu shit, not some people I don't know. He said, nah, you know, it's my boy. He live here in the project and shit like that, you know. So this dude could have been between the age of 16 and 19, somewhere around there. It's hard to tell because, you know, some cats look older, some cats, whatever. But he looked mm-hmm. around that age, right? So, next thing I know, he says, um, the dude says, yeah, the, the dude looks at Bam and says, yo, he get down like that? I said, what the fuck is going on here? So, he said, Bam, no, Bam said, show him. So, this nigga pulled out his motherfucking dick right there and said, yeah, you get down like that? I said, hell the fuck no. So, I turned around, left, and jetted out, Okay. So Bam's like, yo, yo, come here, man, come here, man, come back, man, we got to talk, man. I said, Bam, that's some fuck shit, dude. I don't get down like that. I keep telling you that shit. Why the fuck you do that shit? What? Why is you testing me? You know what I'm saying? So I was really, I was mad heated, you know what I'm saying? Gay-ass nigga, man. I was ready to swing on Bam's fat ass, right? So not that fat ass like that. He's literally fat, all right? All right? So I'm ready to swing on him. People had to calm me down and shit, right? So Bam called me back in and he said, no, you know, I just wanted to make sure, you know, because a lot of you Latino can't say that shit, but, you know, y'all really get down on DL. And so I'm this like, nigga was persistent. Even though he <laughs> tried you he tried you one time, it didn't work. And no, no, he, to tried show me, you he, tried, he tried me multiple times. This, that's just a couple of the stories, dude. Man, man. <laughs> this nigga kept trying me, all right? So, you know... Um, so that incident took place, right? So I jetted up out of there. Him and that dude stood in there, so I don't know what the fuck went down between them two. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So, um, that other times I was there, I would see, you know, young-looking cats, 16, 17, you know, 14, 15, shit like that, but some of them look older, some look, it's hard to tell, you know what I'm saying? So, I knew that some of them were young, right? And, they would constantly be going back there with him. I'm like, damn, this nigga's office is always packed. <laughs> so, you know, I already knew what he was trying to do to these kids. I literally saw him with, you know, some of these people, 14, 15, 16, 17. But, see, he picks the kids that are like 15, 16 that can pass for looking older. You see, you get the shit now. A lot of these kids look like they could be 18, 19, 20, so they look legal, right? But... They were really underage, and I know because I asked some of them, how old are you, right? So I used to see some of these kids coming in and out of there, and Bam always had bodyguards at the front door. He had bodyguards all over the house. That nigga was never in that, in that fucking project room alone or in that, that apartment alone. Not one fucking time did I see that nigga alone in there. 
he always has somebody in there, dude. So, you know, he, he stopped trying me for a little while. So I remember one time, because he had a condo in Baltimore. So we go down because we're going to perform with him in Baltimore. He had a show to do down there. So he asked me and Hakeem to come down and do a show with him. So this nigga called me in the room. This nigga laying fucking fat ass butt naked. I said, yo, yo, uh, Musuddin, man, why don't you come and, why don't you come and fuck me? What? <laughs> I said, nigga, you gay, dude. You fucking rock, rock the playing <laughs> And he goes over and shows me that shit. I said, yo, dude, I got to call my mom or somebody to come pick my ass up. Because I'm here way the fuck away in Baltimore. And your ass is over here trying to get me to, to do some fucking, you know, butt shining. And I ain't trying to do that shit. So mm. I got to go. So I did. I found a way to find somebody to take me to the train station. I jetted out and went back home. So, see, this dude constantly has a pattern where what he does is he finds what is your main focus. Are you a rapper? Are you a DJ? Are you a dancer? Are you into marketing? Are you into the business side of hip-hop? Are you a producer? You understand? He finds these things and because he has access to many of these hip-hop artists, record companies, and labels, he promises you sometimes gold, like, you know, literally connects with the, in the hip-hop world. In return, he kind of, like, manipulates you. And what he does is he tries to find if you have some sugar in your tank. Now, if you have sugar in your tank, people, if any of y'all listen to the show, then that's fine. Stir the sugar. But just understand not everybody is going to be Agreeing with you or not, I personally don't give for what you do. Just don't try to stir over here. I don't have too many people try me in life, and I don't take kindly to that shit. But you understand, we're not coming down on people for that. We're coming down on people who take advantage of their position of power to try to hurt other people and Fuck try people's to lives take, up. right and try to take these people and try to use their authority figure to basically manipulate them in a sexual way and take advantage of them. And what happens is, if y'all know, because we go over it on the show all the time, the principles of Tootie, cause and effect. We're not saying karma, which is some spooky religious concept. You do something that's wrong and, you know, somebody or some shit, some mystical shit is going to punish you. And yeah, we're not talking about shit like that. We're talking about simple if I keep wronging you, literally, if I walk up to you and punch the shit out of you, what's most likely you're going to do? You're going to swing gonna back. Your, back. Natural re- yeah. your natural reaction is swing back, unless you're a spooky Christian who's going to say, turn the other cheek, right? But huh. most of the time, people are going to swing back. That's cause and effect. I do something to you, there's going to be a reaction that comes back. That's just the law of nature, dude. That's the law of the universe and the law, uh, 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 just the law, period. That's how... Shit works. So these people constantly have been hurting kids. Um, they've been abusing females because one thing we didn't talk about is that most of these females also talked about that Dr. York was very, very physically abusive to these women. He would smack them. Yeah. He would punch them. Okay? So you got to understand, um, there's been a constant Yahweh. Niggas even body slamming women. People in the black Hebrew Israelites, 
Um, some of the women have reported how some of these men are very abusive. You understand? This is this is a fucking this is some psychosis and some fucking this dysfunction that takes place within people that leads to this kind of abuse of women and children. Okay, and sometimes you know they do it to other men. Okay, you have to understand that just because you may be some super deep metaphysical occultist motherfucker who will try to justify the behavior, that's your right and choice if you decide to do that. But simple, cause and effect, nigga. If you don't, if you're so occultist and metaphysical, you know there's cause and effect for everything. So it's only time that people's actions, when they keep doing some shit, that's going to backfire on them and shit's going to be brought to the table. If you want to justify his actions because you are Superman occultist and you feel like you have this shit figured out, you really don't. Because in the reality is whenever you intentionally, maliciously harm somebody, okay, you are basically taking that person's will and their own sense of power and control over their life away from them. Okay? We all have five major um, core needs in our life. And the first two core needs that we start to develop um, at early ages is power and control, the power to determine our own existence and to control our own existence. And you start this at a little at a young age, when you see the power you have when you cry as a baby and you get response. You understand that shit, okay? Now somebody comes along and they basically manipulate you into a situation by molding you and um, basically not only molding you, but they're grooming you, right, for that main purpose of doing some sexual abuse, some molestation, or anything like that. That power and control is taken away from you at an early age. Now, what you have caused because of your horny, uncontrollable, perverted passions is that you, you cause this person to go through life in a, in a manner of never really realizing their potential, their self-empowerment, uh, self their control, you strip that away from them. And you think whatever one of you motherfucking master this, master that, so spiritual spooky, that it's okay to do that. It's okay to get that stripped away from you. And then... You wonder why some people have trouble functioning in society because they've been raped, they've been molested, they've been abused. It's because you took that very part of that part of them away. Okay, so it never happened, you, brother. It's all made up, man. It was set up by the white yeah. man, brother. It never well, happened. It, okay, now listen. If if you say it's all made up, then I would ask you a question. You mean to tell me? That at one time there was two hundred and over two hundred people that were accusing Dr. York of molesting them. You mean to yeah, tell me that? Yeah, it was all made up. 
Come on, brother. Yeah, it was all made up, man. A white man set him up, brother. You mean to tell me that all 200 of those kids made up a story? You mean to tell me that you really would diminish the integrity of a person to the point that you would say that all 200 and some odd kids made up this story? Bullshit. Let me tell you something. In every accusation, there is some form of truth in it. Now, I can't tell you if it was 200 kids, but you best believe there was kids that were molested by Dr. York, were sexually abused, that were anything of that nature. There was plenty of them that were saying the truth, okay? So you have to look at the number and you have to say, well, not if, not even if all number. of them were saying the truth, there has to be a large right. number here because it's not a coincidence anymore, Okay. When one person says it, that's fine. Two people say that's fine. But the third time, it starts becoming a real reality, dude. When three or four or five people have similar stories and similar accounts of shit that's happening, then you have to understand that shit is real. Okay? And then they concocted some cockamamie conspiracy story, which we forget to mention, that all this was conspired by his son. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some yeah, of the people who left the land, and they got together in South Beach, and yeah. they decided to conspire against him and yeah. create these stories. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay, sounds, yeah. sounds like a likely story. First of all, let me tell you something about South Beach. My ass is in South Beach. I ain't. I don't have time to think about conspiracy stories. It's too much shit that is that's there to look at that does not give time for fucking conspiracy stories. There's too much shit to do in South Beach for all that really to give all that credence and time to try to come up with some bullshit-ass story, right, and say, well, that's, this is how they conspired against me. Really? Really? Now, this, this, now, was, now this, this is crazy. This nigga, you know, people blamed his, his, one of his oldest sons on him being locked up. Now, what's crazy is, you know, um, Jacob, you know, he called Jacob because his son's name is Jacob. He called Jacob, and he asked Jacob to take his side in the case, and Jacob chose not to. So this nigga comes and tells the Wapians that Jacob did something against him. Jacob set him up. That's really how sick this nigga is. Well, because he was because son. he was because he was jealous and he wanted money, and you know, it's it's always that everybody wants uh with, with poor cat now for for, for, for all you don't know jacob was one of the founders of junior mafia so he had more success in the music business than his father ever did now they'll sit there and tell you york was so connected in the music business that, that's all fucking bullshit and hype yeah he, 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 wrote, was, connect, he was connected he to junior, junior mafia looking the nigga was an old fucking lounge singer when you go listen to his music it's horrible the nigga sound like some nigga you see on a fucking you going on a boat cruise somewhere, some old fucking washed up nigga trying to sing other people's shit. The music was horrible. Yo, let's be real. The music was fucking horrible. Niggas fronted like it was good. The nigga was terrible. Let's just be real. And then when you go look at the pictures of Dr. York, or his, the music persona, and here's the excuse for this shit. I love this. It's my favorite. You really go look at it. He looked like a faggot. Look at the pictures. This nigga, this nigga was against everything that Andrew Law, Nwapianism, Right now, it's taught. The nigga had a fucking perm, was wearing eyeliner and shit. 
and had fucking uh, rouge on his cheeks and lipstick. Lip gloss he, and shit, yeah. But see, you see, but here's the bullshit. Oh, see, that's because he was going into the music world to save souls. That nigga was going to the music world to indulge in his fucking pleasures, man. Stop making fucking That's right. Excuses. That's right, he was. He was deep in that shit. He was indulging to the max. That motherfucker yeah. was trying to... Let, 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 me, let me also say this for people. Um, Dr. York was famous for copying other people, in case people uh. do not realize. He, uh, one of the people that he admired, though he never said it publicly, because he would diss him publicly, but privately he would try to model his life after him, was the life of Crowley. This nigga tried to model himself a lot after that dude. He tried to get into some some shit in the occult world, and that nigga opened his ass up for some shit. It fucked his ass up, and it gave birth to all his perverted tendencies that he never, ever took care of since he was a young child. And that shit just exasperated that shit, made it worse, and he started preying on innocent children. Okay? Because... When you start, when you model yourself after somebody, there's a problem. That means you don't think for yourself. And and one thing that Doctor always tried to claim was he thought for himself. But yet, when you look at a lot of the books, you find out that he modeled himself and and, and borrowed, literally stole the shit. I ain't gonna say borrowed. He stole information from every motherfucker you could think of. Mm-hmm. The mind scroll, the breath scroll. I mean, we can all give you the authors, the breakdowns, a way he took all of that shit from. And see, what he did, was, which was unique, because remember how we talked about on the show a few weeks back? Now, mind you, during the 70s, 80s, and even up to the mid-90s, this computer shit really didn't get real heavy, I want to say, to the late 90s, is when the tech, tech, you know, Google and when all this shit started popping up, and things became real simple. But let's go back. You got to also create that mindset. Remember, when you're going back to the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, you didn't have access to all of this esoterical, metaphysical, and occult information. So what niggas like York did, you know, Yahweh Ben Yahweh, what these niggas did was they got their hands on rare books that back then when we were young kids, we didn't even think of dreaming of looking in those areas for those occult books. And these were occult books I'm going back <laughs> to the late 1900s, as far back as that. We're not talking about shit 20, 30, 40 50 years ago, we're talking about shit in that 1900s, eight, late 1800s, going into the early 1900s. They went and took a lot of that metaphysical, esoterical information, especially York, and we can give you names of books. We can give you titles of books. And they knew you would never dig there, so they could take it and make it look like it was them coming up with some new shit. Now, again, I said it's only new if you ain't never heard it before. Because one thing we found in our research, and let me give you this example. When I was still working on the case and seeing this nigga in jail, this nigga uh, at Unlimited Adventures, go look up this press, this, this, this book company. It's called Unlimited Adventures. This nigga, from, from the time he got incarcerated to the president, was ciphering a lot of the information he's been coming out with and what I call, what they call the actual facts. It's actually the actual crap because he's ciphering that shit and putting his little twist on it. This is when I knew something was fucking wrong. In 2006, he tells me to order these books for him, The Cannabis Revelation. Um, the other one was, uh, uh, was Cannabis Revelation, The Orion Stargate, and, and there's a third title. You can find them on this website, uh, Adventures Unlimited Press. It tells me to send the books to him. 
tells me to call call them up directly because anybody knows if you're incarcerated, you got to send them from the publisher so the inmate can get it, especially in a federal penitentiary, if you know the fucking rules. All right, so I go do that shit. About a month or two later, I see the same information. Now, I wasn't stupid because something within me said I'm going to get the same books. So I wasn't that fucking stupid. Okay, so something, something was there. I went and got the same book. So then, lo and behold, I hear this information coming out in these updates, and it's exactly in those books. And I said, what the fuck? Then there was a period where he was trying to debate. There was a lot of Nuwapians around 2003, 4, 5, and 6 that were fucking with the Yoruba Santeria thing and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And he didn't know really shit about it. And then tells me to get him, what, what book can I get him that's detailed on Yoruba slash Santeria? Because his daughter, at that time, one of his daughters named Leah, was heavily into it. Yep. And I know she had questions. So he, he tells me to get him a book. I send him the OSHA book by Baba Raul Canizares, part one. It's two parts. I send him the OSHA book, which I felt at that time was a detailed book. Then the next thing I know after I send him the book, he sends a letter to his daughter about how to make an Allegua that came identically out of that book. I mean, I could, we could be here all night talking about incidences and scenarios. So what I'm trying to say is, there's nothing wrong with teaching the information because a lot of the information that he was teaching, that's not what we're, we're not putting the doctrine into credibility. Okay, so much fucked up, don't get me wrong. But when you're taking information and you're making it look like it's your shit exclusively, because when you run into these fucking baboons, they all say the same thing, oh, they stole that. They stole that. They stole that from Dr. York. Everything was Dr. York was the originator, and he was teaching that. And look, let me tell you this. Dr. Delbert Blair was teaching about Meldekians and reptilians long before York even mentioned it. That's a fucking fact. Yep. Dr. Delbert Blair was teaching on the planet Meldek and the reptilians, troglodytes and greys, as far back as the late 60s going into the early 70s. Okay, you can go into any of his titles on the Amanubi Rakata. He was teaching about Egypt. He wasn't teaching about any of that shit back then. He heavily got into it in the early 90s when you go into the Mission Earth, Man from Planet Risk, because that was what was popping at that time. But Dr. Delbert Blair, Phil Valentine, all those cats were teaching about that shit before he was even mentioning it. See, their game is, that's their, that's their other mind fuck. Their game is, oh, they, they stole that from yours. Oh, they stole that from the master teacher. That, that really, that's your, only, that's your only defense of refute. How can you prove that? If I can pull up a lecture right now, if you go on YouTube and pull it up, just type in Dr. Delbert Blair. You can pull up lectures of him at the Meta Center in Chicago in the 60s and 70s teaching on this shit. So why are they acting like he was the only nigga talking about it? Now, also at a time, Egypt wasn't cool. And here's the other fucking mindfuck they'll play on you. And how do I know this? Because we were in the organization for over 20 fucking years. Here's the game. You go back on the Elohim tape. In the 90s, York was calling Egypt demonic. It was paganistic. Pandora's box. It was, it was satanic. It was demons. Now, the Wapians will tell you that's because we were in a certain school at that time. Yeah, brother, that's just a school of thought, brother. Right. We were in a school at that time. That's why. No, that's because it wasn't popping at that time, and he couldn't manipulate that game. And he's on that tape calling Dr. Ben a devil, calling Dr. Ben a devil. And then the same stuff that he was calling Dr. Ben a devil about in 1992 was the same shit he started teaching about four to five years later. Same exact shit. Then then this nigga comes out as Amanubi Ruakata. 
Oh, man, this nigga, this nigga's everybody, man. He's fucking Houdini. He's fucking Kool-Aid. He's fucking, <laughs> you name it. This nigga's everybody. This nigga's male Chesedix on the Bible and shit. <laughs> but, 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 here's, but here's the game on that, though. Because no matter where you turn, think about it. He covered every basis. No matter where you turn, if you went into Hebrew mysticism, he was Malachi's a duck. So you couldn't go there and escape. If you wanted to go back into Islam, no. Nah, nigga, he's Al Kidd, the green one. Couldn't go yep. there. If you wanted to go back into Christianity, nigga, oh, now nah, he's Rabboni Yeshua Bar El Hadi, subconsciously. Every, every, everywhere you went, he stamped himself as the ultimate authority. In any school of thought, doctrine, or dogma, then in Egypt, like you just said, brother, then if you try to go into Egypt, oh, he's an incarnation of Amenubi or Yeah, then it, it became Nitira Fiti Atum Re. Remember that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't forget that one. And then now it's fucking... Reincarnate. Pondabab Yakun, whoever the fuck he goes by now, Yanun. <laughs> and like I said earlier, that's some old regurgitated, that's some re- old regurgitated Ansar shit. And like I said, if you're an incarnation of Yanun, and I had asked one a nigga this shit, and this nigga set himself up. And to go to show you another characteristic of these niggas is they can never answer in their own words. They always got to say what well, a master teacher said. They all do it. <laughs> in this book, they got to quote a scroll. They got to quote a comment, a reference to a class. They can never speak and, and, and express themselves in their own words. They always got to use some reference point of a book or Dr. Yo because they can't think for themselves. And that's part of the mind control shit, too. Now, if you believe that he's an incarnation of y'all, know the ass is thinking that. Do you believe that? Well, in the, in the ancient mystic, I said, I ain't asked you, nigga, about the ancient mystic order. No, it says it. I had asked this dude. This was in the chat room a couple years ago. I said, do you believe and accept? Because then they'll give you, we don't believe. All right, do you accept this fact? Let me rephrase my right knowledge, brother. It's backed up by evidence, experience, and reason, so I've got to be on point. So I'll use this shit against them. Do you accept this fact that this nigga is an incarnation of Yahnoon? If you're a supporter, you'd have to say yes. So after this nigga stopped dancing around, he knew he was trapped. He said, yeah. I said, okay, good. That's all I wanted you to say, brother. I said, now answer me. Yanun deals with the healing green light, yes or no? Anybody that studies Sufi mysticism, yes or no? Yes. The healing green light, going to the science of healing, one of York's popular fucking scrolls that he revised several times. There's rituals in there on how to heal yourself. How the fuck you an incarnation of Yanun and you got angiodema and you can't heal yourself? That's all I want to know. <laughs> That's all I want to know. Don't dance around it. Don't get spooked. And he'll go, nah, brother. You see, so now the nigga's human when he can't do something supernatural. Let me say that again. Now you niggas want to justify his humanity when he can't do something supernatural. So when we put it on point, then you niggas want to say, oh, no, now we're getting, we're getting spooky or we're using semantics. Nah, the nigga clearly says it on a multitude of classes. He said it in, in front of all of us. He had the sacred we'll, ass. We'll, 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 see, we'll see, brother, when he receives the incarnation. You know the the disease goes away, but it comes back. Yeah, <laughs> after the incarnation yeah. is gone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now the whole point of this, real simple, because again, we could be here all night ripping this shit apart. It gets boring. The whole point of this is, why don't we just be mature adults and say, this is a fucking individual that just fucked up, and they're just as human as you and me. They're no greater, they're no less. But stop finding excuses for these pedophiles, Bambada, Yahweh, Yahweh, York. Stop justifying them and using the race card. 
and the persona that they build up. Let's just say they're human beings that let their their and, their, their desires control them. That's all it is. And, and the main word, and the main word, yeah. that we haven't said, accountability. 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 It's time right. for these leaders, these so-called, you know, master teachers and things like that, for them to take accountability for their actions and stop blaming everybody else for what happened. Stop accusing others. Stop making it seem like you're innocent. Stop making it seem like all this, that, and a third. Take accountability because, trust me, you're done already lost respect. So what you have left is the only thing you have is your dignity. Damn, if your dignity cannot let you say, you know what, let me let me take accountability for my ways and actions. You know what I'm saying? And And that shit is more of what is missing in this conscious community shit and these leaders and these fucking, you know, self-made masters and shit like that. Nobody ever makes them be held and and make themselves have to be accountable for their actions. It's like... And, you know, and, 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 and Ravonna Newton, on that accountability note, look what Ben Bada did. Like, like these are all these organizations talk about how the white man's the devil, the white man is snap, but yet they go to the white man for validation. Okay, look what Ben Bada did when he made his statement. What two media outlets did he go to? He didn't go to any black media outlets. He didn't go to his own. He went to fucking Rolling Stone magazine and Fox 5 News in New York to make his bullshit-ass statement that, oh, all these allegations are not true, and then had the nerve to lie and say he doesn't know Ronald Savage, B. Stinger. And Lord Jamal just came out and made it clear. That's bullshit. That, that B. Stinger was a dude... He was like a, a do-boy at the studio. He was a secretary, a runner. He used to run errands. He was there all the time, and Bam knew him well. So not only did this nigga lie, you got credible dudes in the industry coming out saying that's bullshit. They know this dude beast thing Ronald Savage, and they can validate that he knows him. But how are you going to get on TV, let alone the white man's media? Let's talk about that shit. You went to Rolling Stone magazine, who don't give a fuck about black people, hip-hop, and then you go to Fox 5 News in New York, that shows me you're guilty right there. How can you even go to any black media outlets? You were so down with fucking House of Consciousness and, and all those other uh, local black media outlets in Harlem, you could have went right to your own to clear your name. Nigga, what'd you do? You fucking ran to Fox. You ran to the white man. Now you're the this, white man's this, bitch. You're the white man's this, fucking bitch. And, this, and, this, and this another crazy thing is, you know, before the molestation allegations came out, there was a story that came out, and I shared this with Ravana, you know, about this nigga. He he was at a bar, you know, Bam Booty was at a bar, and him and he, some some guy was uh, he was drinking with some guy, and he he pretty much the allegation he slipped uh, some pill in the guy's drink. You know, the guy pretty much was knocked out. You know, he woke up. You know, in Bambada's house, and Bambada was giving him oral sex, and he stabbed Bambada. Yeah, well, you you talking about the Brazil is, case? Bam, Are you talking Bambada's, about the Brazilian incident? Bambada does have stab uh-huh. marks. I'll just tell you that he does have stab marks in several places, so that could be true. But well, you know, he just not too long ago he got stabbed. That incident in Brazil, right? 
that they tried to cover up. I don't know if y'all. But I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I think I think that's probably what I'm talking about. Uh, that's that's what it sounds like. That's why I was asking. But take understand this, people. Understand this, this stark reality. Um, these are just so-called conscious community leaders. This shit has been going on for a long time. You got celebrities and athletes, but most lately athletes, right? Where they've been accused of date rape, putting drug in, in you know, a date rape drug in a woman's drink. And then um, the allegations seem to go away. And then the the victim doesn't back down without a fight. And then these athletes just get away with fucking straight out, you know, uh, bullshit. You know, like down here in Florida, let's just say right here where we at. Jameis Winston, from that used to be at Florida State, was now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was in an incident where he was accused of a date rape. Him and about a few other dudes gang gang raped this girl. But his ass never paid the price for that shit. So we're just pinpointing on conscious community, but this shit happens consistently in the black community. It's not just conscious community leaders or people like that. This shit is also a reality with celebrities, with athletes, and that shit is always swept under the rug. And then when, when these athletes or these singers get accused of it, the first thing they're going to say, oh, that's because they're black. No, that's because they did the wrong thing. That's what the problem is. That's it. They violated somebody's privacy. They violated somebody's, you know, um, will. And they, they went against their will, and they imposed their shit on somebody else. You understand? And that can't always be just justified. That can't always be um, made an excuse that the white man is attacking him or this is attacking them. Bull fucking shit. The motherfucker did the shit. You understand? Ain't nobody held him at gunpoint and said, yeah, dude, you got to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get accused of this shit. And, and, and then we're going to make it go away. Bull fucking shit. That's not how it works. For all you Illuminati conspiracy theory fuck faces, right? That's not, the motherfuckers could care less about these fucking idiots. That's you right. really think these billionaires care about these little peons and fucking peasants? You really think they care about this shit? They don't. But you, in your fucking mind, want to create a conspiracy to make yourself or us seem more important to some people than we really are. And in the process, you empower these people to seem stronger than they are. And that's just an excuse to bypass our fucking issues and our fucking bullshit that these fucking men and even some women, because some women ain't exempt of this shit, because some women don't right. fucking molest the dudes and molest the kids too. So let's, right. not get, let's not give a pass like it's only fucking dudes doing this shit. That's and right. motherfuckers can't, and, and, and we can, we keep giving a pass because it's a black person. So they can't possibly do this. Look, motherfucker, let me tell you something. Stop it, man. Stop In it. our communities, this shit happens more than is reported, okay? But the reason why you don't hear about it as much as you do from the white community is because in our communities, we usually take care of that shit in-house. Sorry, and, yeah. motherfuckers, to say, but that shit gets, usually gets taken care of the house Then they get ass whipped. That nigga ends up um, on the side of the road, you know, somewhere, who knows. But they end up dealing with this shit 
in household, you never really get it reported. But trust, this shit happens consistently and constantly within our own community. So we got to stop turning a blind eye to that because there's a lot of kids who are going through this shit. And more and more every day you find out how much more kids are going through this shit. How many black kids have their mama do this shit, their daddy do this shit, their grandma do this uh, it's, nobody is exempt, dude. That's okay? right. Nobody That's right. is exempt from, from doing this shit. And those titles mean nothing because once you're violated, that title is stripped away. You don't, you don't and, earn You don't deserve it no more, man. Yeah, exactly. So we got to really get to the fucking nitty-gritty and start understanding this is a part of of, of a person that, was unable to control their animal-based desires that allowed their perversions to overcome them and became an opportunist and took advantage of innocent people, innocent kids, because these kids won't fight back most of the time because you're fucking huge next to these kids, okay? And these kids look to you as an authority figure already, and in the black community, Latino community, you're taught to respect your elders, right? That's the first thing you're taught, respect your elders. Regardless of that motherfucker, stupid or not, oh, don't talk to him like that, he's your elder. Look, that motherfucker's whack, he's whack. That's right. And, tell, and, tell, and, tell, and telling these kids, you know, that if they, uh, if they suck your dick, they're going to get a, a seat on the sham. Yeah, all that kind yeah. of shit. Wait, here's here's something. I think we 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 touched on a bit. So I said we, we in a minute. I want to go to the phones in a few minutes. Um, but I want to say there's something that was also disappointing, and, and somebody that I looked up to growing up as a kid. Anyway, KRS One, and it's, it was quite disappointing to me when when he was asked about the allegations about Africa Bambata, and his only response was, "That's none of my business." Really. What you represent in culture and hip-hop and consciousness and the connection there as a hip-hop ambassador, you ain't got shit to say. Now, you know there's a lot of rumors that that nigga's sweet, too. I don't know if y'all know that. There's a lot of rumors circulating. He got a little sugar in the tank, and he might be hiding some shit, and and I heard they're probing into a lot of his personal shit right now. Um, So he might have been playing the safe card. He didn't want to say too much. But my thing is, that's all you got to say? How can you claim to be conscious and serious shit like that pops off and you ain't got no stance on that? That shows me what type of spirit you got. You understand? That shows me what type of energy you vibrating with. You understand what I'm saying? That your only response is, I ain't, that's none of my business. Really? That's the best, that's the best you can come up with? You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's a serious situation that I think Ravana Noon just hit. Brother, you hit on some serious key points. And and the female, like like you said, the female, let's not forget. You understand? Let's not let's not forget. Let, let me also add this right here because uh like I, I just shared with him, bro, I'm exhausted so I might not stay on too long. I'm like I've been out in the sun for like nine hours. I'm literally like passing out while I'm trying to do this show. So I just wanna say this in case I can't last any longer. Um, I revealed what happened to me as a child, but what I didn't reveal is that uh, the first incident happened from the age of four to six. That was my 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 granddad. 
second time, if that wasn't enough, from the age of nine to about, I was either eight, nine, or ten, my aunt, my own aunt, did the same shit to me. So that's why I am also will be passionate about saying don't think it's exempt from just dudes doing this shit all the time. Nah, motherfucker. There's females who got some issues, too, and they eventually end up leading to situations like this. I had to experience that shit for over about a year of her constantly doing that shit to me. And I never could speak because the first way, and I'm just going to say this because I just want you all to know, if you have kids and you start seeing them act funny or they become distant, it's because something like this may be happening. You have to know how this is done so you can help your children, okay? Uh, uh. She, the first thing I did is um, we, was cut, we, was, we came up from the Bronx to Bridgeport, Bridgeport, Connecticut. That's like an hour away from, from the Bronx. And they picked up my grandma, and they were about to bring her back to the Bronx because they had to take care of some business for her, right? And so what happened is when we first got there, the, the old dude, I'm just telling you, I can't, to the life of me, I still can't see how people don't see shit sometimes. But anyways, so the minute we walk in there, my aunt calls me to the motherfucking bathroom. Dude, my parents were so engulfed in the conversation, they didn't even see this shit. She called me into the motherfucking bathroom. Who the hell calls their fucking nephew or niece into a motherfucking bathroom? How old were you, brother, so people know? I was about eight or nine. Okay. She was 19. No, 19 or 20. Okay? So just to show you, there was about 11... 10, 11 year age gap there. She was already, uh, you know, in in damn near close to 20. So she was an adult already, right? Pretty much an adult, or what's considered an adult in this society, right? So she calls me in there. This this is how she did it. She started the grooming right away. Well, you know, I'll be taking care of you and your sister. My sister's a year younger than me. I'll be taking care of you and your sister for this weekend. So. I don't want no bu- I don't want no bullshit. What I do, what I say goes. If you if you uh, go against what I say, I'll tell your parents and you will be punished. Now, people, anybody listening on the show, the brothers on the show, what's the worst thing a kid can hear that would happen to them at that age? Parents whooping their ass. Yeah, exactly. That's like yeah. that's like doomsday, right? That's like going to hell at that age, right? So, right away, you see the the the, the the grooming taking place. The fear factor was already instilled in me, right? You see this shit. The fear factor was instilled in me. What happened mm. is that I'm already fucking shook about this. So the next morning, my parents leave, and she sends my sister downstairs to play with the, the neighbor's daughter. So notice how she cleared the house out, right? Of course. And, and so it's me and her, Okay. So this is how it started. And then she calls me in there, you know, and threatens me and all this other shit, and I have to do what she says. Now, think of the psychological trauma you have as a child, eight or nine, right? You're still curious about the world. There's this woman who's taller than you, because at eight or nine, you're still a little shorty, right? She she was like 5'3", but to me at that age, she looked like a giant, right? And she was, a, she was already a well-shaped woman. So it wasn't like, you know, she she was like some skinny, frail thing. She was, you know what I'm saying, shaped. 
So the, I'm seeing, she calls me in there, and I see this shit. She butt naked. What the fuck do you think is going to, that shit going to traumatize you, son. As a young person, that shit traumatizes you. Because this, first of all, this is your family, but at the same time, you're seeing sexual parts. You see the confusion that takes place in a motherfucking oh, yeah. kid at that point? Yep. This does. This is not right, but why is that shit there? You understand? The shit is crazy, but that's the shit I dealt with. So if it wasn't enough that it happened to me as a as a child from four to six with my grand, or my grandpa, now this shit is taking place with my aunt. So you understand that shit can be fucking. Sometimes some cycles can be created. This and these kids who never speak up, it can it can happen to them multiple times. So I'm sharing right. shit so y'all can see the signs to look out for, right? To to watch out for because I'm gonna say this before I get off this shit, right? Most of the time, these kids are not perpetrated by strangers. Most of the time, they're perpetrated that the perpetrator and the the person who um uh is the victim is usually a person who had access to your children because they were family or they were friends of the family. A lot of times it's not just complete outright strangers. The media wants you to think that so you look the other way. And that allows your kids to be vulnerable and open from people from the inside, which is where most of this shit takes place. It's not the people who are strangers walking around. That's the fear they want to instill in you. It's usually when you hear these stories and you research it, a lot of times these stories are motherfuckers who have contact with the family because they're friends of the family, came around with the family, or they're real family members. So already there's a trust factor developed by your children from the programming from the parents that you're supposed to respect your elders and respect this person visiting the house. You understand? So they take advantage of that shit and get in. So that's right. I just want to say that shit, but I'm I'm gonna get out. I'm sorry, brothers, for getting off early, but no, that's okay, I'm about bro. To pass out. I'm about to pass out, and I, I, I ain't gonna be no good. So do you? Um, do you? All right, John. Do you? All right, we're gonna wrap it up shortly. Anyway, we're gonna stay off a little bit. Anyway, right. uh, appreciate that. Uh, again, I don't know if people realize, but do you know the statistic? And it's fucking alarming. That one out of every three people have either been sexually molested or inappropriately touched at some point in their life, one out of every three people. That's how common this shit is. Now, we talk all this spiritual and conscious shit all the time, and and, and like I'm saying, it doesn't, nobody gets a pass. I don't give a fuck if you're black, white, Spanish. This shit is, there's there's no justification for it. There's no justification for it. You know, we're not yeah. turning the cheek. It's not. It's just not nah. gonna happen. Nah. All right. So let's do this. Let's get. Let's let's try to finish up. Let's get some thoughts from some of the listeners. Got some good comments uh, by C. Wilkerson fifty that I'm gonna go through shortly. Uh, so we'll rotate back and forth uh, from the internet uh, to on the phone lines. Now, again, if you got something you really want to say, get on the phone. Uh, don't be saying no ignorant ass shit hiding behind a, a, a no screen name because we just gonna mute your ass out. I said that in the beginning of the show. So if you too if you too punk to get on the phone and really express how you feel, just don't say shit because this is this is a serious serious issue and we ain't gonna be clowning around with it. So if you really got something you want to say, pick up the phone uh, and then we just want to get people's thoughts on it because 
like I say, there could be plenty of people listening to the show tonight that outside of Ravana Noon and some of the stuff we talked about tonight might be victims themselves. And that, that, that's the purpose of doing the show more importantly than anything else to bring awareness to this, because this is something that people don't want to fucking talk about. It's taboo. People, people turn, you know, their ears the other way. And the sad thing about it is a lot of people know that this shit has been going on for many years. And like I say, a lot of people didn't do shit about it. Now I can tell you this, from my own personal experience, no, I've never been inappropriately touched, molested in any shape, form, or fashion. But I can tell you, being in the whole Nuwapian thing for over 20 years, I was a staunch supporter of York. I was even claiming his innocence for many years until I started digging and found out what I found out. So it ain't got nothing to do with being an ex-bitter member. Or anything. I couldn't give a fuck about any of that shit. That shit is irrelevant to me. It doesn't even exist. What can't this is really a, about... Can't, can't make a living yeah. off of that shit anyway. So. Right. This is about children being harmed. Any, anybody that's forced to do something against their will, there's no justification for that shit. You can't sell it in any shape, form, or fashion. And if anybody really thinks in their mind that there's no credibility to any of this stuff, then you're just as sick and fucking delusional. Point blank. There's no getting around that. You cannot possibly think that all these accounts are completely made up when it comes to all of these individuals. Now, am I saying that some nutheads didn't come out of the woodworks? Yeah, the people can come out of the woodworks and try to extort and make money. They're doing it to Cosby. They'll do it to anybody they can make money. I'm not, I'm not saying that people have not come out and made and created lies, but there's more credible evidence to support point blank that this stuff does exist and it's real. Point blank. And we're we, getting around you know, that. And, and, you know, we speaking up. You know, doing this show, we speaking up for the victims and people like exactly. that who, you know, who may exactly. not, you know, who may not have the courage to speak for themselves. You know, we speaking up for those kind of people because exactly. uh, it's a lot of crazy motherfuckers out there doing crazy shit and uh, they're not being held accountable. So, you know, I mean, people can get mad and get pissed off that you know the shit that we said on this show. But you can find the facts for yourself and um, shit, eat a fucking dick. That's all I got to say. Exactly. I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't give a fuck if you get mad. Take that, take that madness and anger and channel into doing something to correct it. I couldn't give a fuck if you're mad. And I couldn't give a fuck about your personal feelings. I couldn't care if your feelings got hurt. And I'm not interested in, well, oh, I, I think it's wrong that you guys, I couldn't give a fuck what you think is wrong or right. It is what it is. Well, see, we, we forget the collectiveness of what's wrong or right, not your personal wrong and rights. I don't care about your personal opinions because it's personal if you support these motherfuckers, if you're still an avid supporter, then it's personal. So you're not going to give a biased opinion. You understand? So it's irrelevant. So when it gets to that point, then it's just you're, we're upping your psyche and your emotions, and point blank is you're going to react off of that. How do I know? Because yeah. I was there at one point. We were, we were there at right. one point. You couldn't say anything. Where we wouldn't react, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, like you said, people can make all the excuses, you know, they can, you know, try to excuse it. But like you said, you got to put yourself in that situation. And I'm just being honest. Ain't no motherfuckers going to molest a kid around me. They're going to have a bad fucking day. Oh, I'm coming for your ass. And like I said, if anybody see Bambada, they should just walk up to him and punch him in his shit. Don't even say anything. Fuck that. Like Brother Ravana Noon said, these stuff we used to handle in-house. We can't go to fucking... You want, people say I took all this white man shit. 
And then look at this nigga running to the white man for protection, going to Rolling Stone and Fox 5 News because he's scared to come among his own because he know he's going to get his ass whooped. <laughs> See, all that shit is out the window. Fuck, fuck, that nigga, he's an hey, icon. That, that nigga staying nah, nah. away from the hood, ain't he? <laughs> nah, fuck all that shit. He's an icon. That nigga, don't even call that. Don't even put Africa in front of his name. That's a fucking disgrace. That is that nigga's, crazy. That nigga's Bambooty. That's his new name, Bambooty. <laughs> and if anybody sees that nigga, they should just go walk up to him and punch him in his shit. Why do you why okay. do you think why do you think you know this, you haven't seen this nigga in the hood lately? This nigga hiding. He knows he knows some niggas are gonna whip his ass. He knows that, right? But well, but like I say, the guilt shows me the guilt. When the first people you go to to make your statement and not your own, you go to Rolling Stone and Fox Five News. That's all I needed to see. That shows me you. Then, then you then you have black media outlets that welcome you to the platform, so you can speak your truth and, and you he turned it down. And he turned it down. So what does that say? Talk all that black shit. If you really believe you were set up and you believe this is a conspiracy, this and that, then why don't you come amongst your own and explain it to them? Stop fucking running to the white man. That's what I'm saying, man. Niggas talk all this white man shit and they're the first one to become the white man's bitch. They go run. The same <laughs> shit they're telling you they're against is the same shit they use to validate their bullshit. And that's all. That's accountability, motherfucker. Because Van Biden knows. He don't want to go to the hood because he know he might not make it out of that motherfucker alive. Nah, nigga, you can't. He can't. That's a danger zone now. You know how many niggas going to whip your ass, nigga? You yeah, go back to the hood. Anyway, let's see if we can get squeezed in a few calls. Exactly. Let's see if we can squeeze in a few calls before it gets real late. Uh, let's go to the phone. I want to see if I can bring this sister in first. Uh, let me see if I can get her on the phone. Hold on. Hold on, let me see if I can grab. That's what this fucking tap. Uh, Sister Shalini from Buffalo, New York. Is this your line? Yeah, Resurrection. What's <laughs> up, Sister? What did what you get? I know, I know we're a little pressed for time. I wanted to bring you in because I mentioned earlier. I don't know if you were listening at the time. Um, I know you were a member of the Nation of Yahweh Ben Yahweh for many years. And I know you experienced a lot of stuff in that organization also. If you could, yeah. um, you know, if you can maybe br- briefly go through some of the stuff that you witnessed and experienced yourself firsthand, if you can maybe run through some of it uh, briefly for us, just to share with the well, listeners. I actually didn't live, you know, in Miami, Florida, you know, but right. I had, I did go to some of the, um, quite a few of the events. And it's a lot of things, the little secret things I ain't take hold to because I had, you know, a funny feeling, you know, I mean, I, I appreciate that Yahweh being Yahweh opened my mind to a lot of different things, you know what I'm saying, to make me that little stepping stone, like, a, you know, to get out and then open your mind and see what's really real. Uh-huh. But it was just something about me joining the nation of Yahweh, you know, and I did believe in, well, Yahweh is God until I broke it down and figured out what all these different meanings and words meant but from what I understand that a lot of brothers and sisters were you know they were manipulated you know what I'm saying I mean I was giving up money and shit too because you know hey man it's the messiah yes I was like yo we got us a savior he gonna save us all (laughs) he's a motherfucking messiah man let me tell you and you know I'm passing out the literature and shit I got all my damn, you know, the head wrap on, fully dressed, 
you know, making my clothes, which ain't nothing wrong with that because then it taught me how to, you know, I can make my own shit if I want to put it out there on right. the market. You right. know, it's just, you, I'm not going to say I didn't learn anything because I did, but right. at the same time, I don't know the inside secrets to everything. I only know right. about what the court cases where, you know, he was accused of murdering, you know, having people murdered and, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And, uh, right. Just what everybody else know about him as far as that right there, right. but the, the the secret secret shit, you know what I'm saying? Where if he was with anybody else, that part I didn't, I wasn't involved with because again, you know, I'm the type of person that you know I, I'm listening to you for a minute, but then after a while, I got to sit back and see what's really real. That means right. I got to further my mind because I can't just accept what you say and then wait a minute, why am I against the Egyptians again? And what mm-hmm. about the white man? Now, how does right. the Egyptians, you know, how they separated from all this shit? And then, exactly. you know, he tell it, you know, I seen that Bush, Bush is the devil, Bush right. is Satan, yeah. you know, George Bush Senior. You know, we had a Bible, the Black Bible, and we had, you know, who the, he's supposed to have revealed who the devil is, and you know, right, right, all that shit, and now. That I'm a, you know, it's different for me now because I can see everything, man. Everything to me now is a fucking scam. I mean, from the government system, the elitist leaders, all that shit. And I sit back and say, damn, if we just motherfuckers stop all this shit, stop going to fucking work, stop doing this, you know, if you really want shit to end, you would just say, let fuck all this shit. I'm going to smoke a saloon, I'm going to have a drink, whatever, you know, and I'm going to say, hey, because you know why? I'm intelligent. I could do anything I fucking want to do. But people That's are right. afraid of this shit. Fear takes them over. So once fear, right. you, get, you got fear, and you looking for somebody to stop all this shit, to save you. And I'm like, hold up. Hold That's up. Right. The only thing that, that's going to stop all this bullshit is everybody say, man, fuck you. I know I ain't killing that nigga today. I'll say, you go do it. That's or right. I'll pay you. I'll pay you. I'll, pay, I'll double your salary. Man, fuck you. That shit ain't even fucking real. That's right. I can make me That's some right. fucking money up if I want to. I can change That's the right. system. I, oh, we're not going to use gold no more. We're just going to use a bottle cap. When I looked, when I played uh, 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 Fallout, I was like, man, look at this shit. They're using bottle caps for money. So wait a minute. Something right here is telling me that all this shit ain't fucking, this shit ain't real. These motherfuckers, paper, I owe you. E, sometimes you might ask why. All that shit is not fucking real. But we like this shit. We create this shit because we like it. These motherfuckers out here fucking with children, you know what I'm saying, because they know that the shit ain't really real, and they take that shit like they powerful. Oh, I can fuck you because I'm powerful. Nigga, why I kill you because I'm powerful? How about that shit? No, I can think the same way. You know what I'm saying? So all of this shit is because niggas, because that's what he is, if he, you know, these people out here messing with children and stuff, ignorant motherfuckers, okay? Power tripping. Don't want to control your sex drive. You, you, You feel you're getting old, so you need something younger and tighter. Because your dick's small. You understand? I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Women, okay. too. Women the same way, too. I'm not leaving That's them right. out either. 
That's because right. you can't control your fucking sex habit. You can you you don't even want to if you say you a god. You don't have to do all that shit. A god don't really have to do all that shit to to uh, be almighty and powerful. I think a god right. would be very intelligent. We respect the things around him, nature, everything. That's but right. no. You know what I'm saying? Ain't, mm-hmm. It's just all hoax. Everything is a hoax, man. Everything is a hoax. And once people see that shit and realize that everything is a hoax, then they will stop. Okay? They don't understand that the so-called, uh, what you call it, predictive programming, the Bible, with, with the Bible bull shit in, the, in Revelations about the four horsemen and all that other bullshit, you living in that shit. The four horsemen is your Marxism, your motherfucking uh, fascism, capitalism, socialism. Which horse you want to go on? I mean, it's a fucking scam. They scamming us with this bullshit. And then I said, well, all I see is everlasting motherfucking war. I see that's one, everlasting paying the tax. The axe man, yeah, that's two. Then, you know, everlasting death. Hmm, yeah, yeah, controlled death because you you, you can't live forever unless you con controlled. And then anyways, you're not going to live forever. So, hey, you make money off that shit. Okay, yeah, it's all about business, period. Right. Right. On how to stay in uh, control of things, how to manipulate people to keep you on top and make you feel like you that god or that goddess or whatever the fuck you want to be. You know what I'm saying? And then as soon as you get bored, well, I'm going to get rid of these motherfuckers over here. But see, people mm-hmm. don't think like that. They don't think like that. They don't think like how they th- You have to stop for a minute and you just have to let everything go and then Look, look, just look around you and see, and then stop writing shit like a fucking investigator. Like, yo, okay, yo, wait a minute, hold up, hold, hold up. I could fucking do the same thing if I want to right now. I could go out there and and just have people paying me for it. So I'd say anything, right. not the truth, not like what I'm doing now. I could go out right. there and just say any fucking thing. Pull my pants down, show my ass or something. Motherfuckers would be mm-hmm. dropping money like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm just saying, though. No. That's, right. that's, right. that's, that's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. True indeed. True indeed. Well, that's definitely it. I love appreciate- you, brothers. I love no, you. I definitely brothers. appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you for the comments, though. Appreciate that, sister. Thank you. All right. Now, now she touches touched on a lot. And, and and one thing that was critical in that piece there, the, the whole, and if you look at the blueprint, like we talk about, if you look at the blueprints, you'll find, and, it, and again, you hear it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter which organization it is or, or which group, it's always that, that control factor, that I am the, the Messiah, Savior type of figure, because that gains the trust. And one thing we said in the very beginning of the show, and Family members will do it the same way because once they got your trust and they, and they build up that dependency with that trust, then it opens the doorways to all this other bullshit. And that's how they engulf you. And the sad thing is it's even f- more fucked up when you hide behind spirituality and do this type of demonic shit. That makes it even fucking worse. All right. I want to read some comments real quick, then we'll go back to the phone. Take a, uh, C. Wilkerson, 50, and type in a bunch of stuff, uh, some key points. And he had shared some personal stuff, too, 
Um, and again, it takes courage to share some of that stuff because it's not easy. And see, we haven't even talked about the guilt factor. See, when people realize they say shit like, well, how come Ronald Savage, for an example, didn't say nothing about Bam? If this stuff happened in the 70s and 80s, why, why, 70s and 80s, why is he saying something right now? You know, then people say dumb shit, oh, he's trying to get paid. He tried to offer money. He turned that shit down. Oh, he's trying to make money for this book he wrote. Now, that's bullshit because the book that he just recently wrote, he came out about this to his wife and close family and friends years ago, but he was ashamed to come to the surface with it publicly. People don't understand. Yeah, people, people don't understand the, hu- the, humili- the humiliation behind that. Exactly. It, that's that. That's why some people you you might, you as a you as a man got got to admit that you got your manhood taken at it, a young age. Exactly, and 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 it's hard for some people. Some like I say, some people might come out about it right on the spot. Some people might keep it concealed for many years. But don't fucking don't fucking sit there and persecute that individual and attack them. Especially if you ain't never, if your foot ain't never been in their shoes, you don't you don't know what that feels like. If it didn't happen to you, people deal with trauma on a multitude of levels. Not everybody handles it the same way. So just because you would handle it that way, don't mean that that individual is going to handle it the same way. But the bottom line is this: when you weigh the pros and cons, there's too much pros in this shit, and it's an issue that nobody wants to fucking address, and they want to hide behind their spirituality to cover it up. But some quick comments for those that aren't online. And can't see the, some of the comments that are typed in. Shit, that's, um, that's why that's why we had to address it tonight. Right. Because a lot of, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. A lot of people want to act like everything's all peace and love and shit, and it's exactly. really not. It's not. I hear C. Wilkerson fifty some of his comments. No one should interfere with others' journey down here, but it happens. They have something inside of them they need to address deep within. No doubt. And it is still going on. These people need to be dealt with, especially when they harm children. They need to have their asses fucked up, period. And I'm, I'm 100% agreeing with that. I have a little girl, and if anyone touches her in any type of harmful way, I'll rip their fucking lungs out, for real. Agree with that shit. <laughs> I had an experience when I was younger. Now, here it is. It's personal. And he didn't have to share this, but he did. I had an experience when I was younger with my cousin who touched me in sexual ways for years. She did it to me, and my brother didn't tell anyone. Until my lady years, but it did affect me in a way that I had to work it out myself. And I was six and she was 14, and I'm still working through it. Now, another, another character, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to read the rest of his comments. Another characteristic is people have intimacy issues that have been molested. It's hard for them to have healthy, productive relationships. They can't be intimate because it stirs up those emotions of these experiences. So they have social issues, communication issues, intimacy issues. So when you hear somebody make a statement like that, they're still working their way through it. It's it's, it's an effect that doesn't go away, point blank. All right. Yeah, like the guy, like the guy Ronald Savage said. You know, he he said that. Uh, I think it was Ronald Savage. I'm trying to think of the guy. I think you know you know what I'm talking about. The guy who got interviewed by uh, Side Nigga. Yeah, TV. Well, Ronald. Yeah, Ronald Savage said it. But you'll find when you do research on molestation, period. Ronald Savage said what just about every clinical case of this shit says, male or female. And, and, and it's surprising because it's usually the females that have more intimacy issues. That's usually the norm. When you do the research on the statistics, you'll find out it's usually the females that have a harder time being intimacy, intimate 
uh, than the men. Now, usually the men are not so much when they've been raped by, by female adults, but male adults. But, yeah, Ronald Savage says it in one of those interviews you can pull up on YouTube. Um, he goes on to talk about how he, for years, couldn't have a productive relationship, especially when it came to becoming intimate. It was hard for him to become intimate in any relationship. And that messed up uh, his relationships and shit. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, it's definitely a psychological fuck-up. messes with you, okay? Then he goes on to then, uh, continue with C. Wilkerson 50's uh, comments. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm almost 51, and it still affects me a little bit, but I'm dealing with it from within, and I teach my kids to be aware of that and let me know if someone touches them in a harmful way so I can deal with them, period. When I deal with them, it won't be pretty. I'm with you on that 100%. If you ever need a whoop-ass squad, I'm right there behind you. You brothers are right on point. And these people need to be dealt with, period, no matter who they are. Any concept of right or wrong, it's not right. I know what I would do in their their existence here, period. There's always something under the surface with everything. We have to open our minds and eyes to everything around us. My mind is wide open to everything. Nothing spooks me out. I see it all and nothing exists outside of myself. My mind is wide wide, wide the fuck open. Anyway, he shared some important comments. And, again, shared something personal that he didn't have to share. But, again, it goes to show you he's a grown man at the age of 51. And he's 51 years old, and it still has a psychological effect. That's the dangers of this shit. That's what we're addressing tonight. Not the personal shit. If, if you're taking the shit personal, then there's something you need to address about your goddamn self. Maybe there's something you ain't, you ain't addressing with your goddamn self. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe you need to check into that. Something's not right. Anyway, let's see if we can grab, uh, snatch up a few more calls. Uh, let's go to the phone. See if we can bring in. It'll take maybe maybe three more calls, man. Getting late. Uh, let's bring in. Uh, we got a call on the line from New York. New York, you're on the call. You got a question or a comment? Anybody there from New York? All right, going once, going twice, three times. All right, we'll go with somebody else. Yeah, if your phone is muted, you got to unmute it, won't be able to hear you, okay? So make sure, please make sure your phone is unmuted. All right, let's go to, you got a call on the line from Florida. Florida, you're on the call. You got a question or a comment? Florida. Right there from Florida. Anybody there from Florida going once, going twice, three times? All right, nobody there any, from Florida. Any Nawapians, any Nation of Zulu people? That'd be nice if we get some of them on the phone. <laughs> oh, that, that shit's going to happen. I don't uh, think they want to address this. Let's go, to, let's go to another caller in Florida, see if we can get them on the phone. Florida, you're on the call. Do you got a question or a comment? Anybody there from Florida? Florida. All right. I don't know if they're fucking with the lines again. Nobody's answering from there. Two two straight calls from Florida. Let's go to Georgia. We got a couple calls on the line from. Let's go to this one here. This is North Georgia. You're on the call. You got a question or comment? North Georgia. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. I want to just say it's a good show. Um. Also, you know, um, I just wonder with all this, uh, are are we gonna see more? pedophilia cases 
especially going along with this LGBT stuff, you know what I mean? Because right. they go somewhat hand-in-hand, hand, right. you know. Yeah. Just wanted you know to get what, your, your take on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, unfortunately, I hate to say this, I, I do think we're going to see a lot more. I hate to say that, but I think what's mm-hmm. happening now is a lot of shit that's been in the dirt for years, uncovered, and in the darkness. And I'm not talking about the real darkness. I'm talking about the shady shit. I think we're going to see more. And it's, it's sad because the bottom line is, you know, the, the point and purpose is we can't give anybody a pass on this. And, and, and if that's we right. do, we're just as guilty, you know. And you no, can't just, you, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really do think we're going to see more. And, and I hope we don't. I, I want to be wrong on that. I really do. If there's anything yeah, I want to be wrong on, yeah. Yeah, see, I've I seen something where, and this was, this was on a news source, but they're trying, I don't know if other countries is doing this, but they're trying to lessen the sentence on pedophilia cases. You see I, I what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I got a big issue that's, with that's, that. That's, 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 I do, too. That's because I'm all going to do this shit. That's why. Yo, your phone's all messed up, bro. You got to talk into the phone. Can't hear you. Oh no! I was saying um, that's. I said that's why the motherfuckers are doing that because they doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, they protect. Yeah, yeah. They they protecting people. Now, like I like I say, man. You know, we could sit here and talk uh, on a metaphysical level. You know, controlling your destiny, this and that. But the issue is, any magician knows when we deal with the occult metaphysics. When you impose your will on another against their will, that violates one of the major principles, especially in metaphysics and magic. That just doesn't work. And, and to hide behind consciousness, the problem is we really need to address the issue. And I, I think it's changing because I think a lot of people are becoming self-conscious and waking up and they're gravitating away from a lot of these organizations and groups because I don't think they're needed anymore because I think everybody has now the capabilities and the tools to evolve, to get to a level on their own. You really don't need nobody to do this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? So I think right. we just need to make people aware because the one thing that's disturbing, brother, they all have the same pattern. Um, now, I, uh, I'm going to bring Farrakhan into the equation, not because he has any evidence against him of molesting any kids. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to use his blueprint, too. Um, but one thing I will give him credit for, he's always been able to steer his his, his himself out of, out of jams and situations. He's always known how to be a chameleon when need be. But the point being is, We've got to understand they all have the same system. They structure these organizations where they all, first and foremost, the divine figure slash savior slash pathway and roadway to salvation, and you can only go through them. Really, that's just another form of Christianity when you really look at it in essence because there's no different what they're doing than what, what monotheistic religions are doing because when you join these organizations, yeah, if you join these yeah. organizations and you believe that Farrakhan is the only means of your salvation or Dr. York or Yahweh Ben Yahweh was or whatever, then how does that differ from being a Christian that goes to church and believes that some Jesus figure is going to take them to the fucking promise land? I don't care if you sprinkle it with Afrocenticity. The shit is irrelevant. It's still mm-hmm. the same type of an illusion. But anyway, in short, to answer your question, I do think, unfortunately, we're going to see more of this shit um, because of the cause and effect thing, not because of the karma religious thing. I think cause and effect. I think 
a lot of the causes that these individuals did. Now they're going to suffer the effects of it. That's it. So I do, unfortunately, well, we're going to have to send them over to Indonesia because I say That's Indonesia, right. they're castrating jokers for that, you know? Hey, 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 and that law needs to be enacted here. Hey, and I'm going to tell you this. I don't give a fuck how cruel this sounds. I don't think you can cure anybody of that, man. I don't think no. all the therapy in the world doesn't work because it's a mental thing that goes deep into the genetics, and it can't be cured. And I believe, I believe what you just said, mother, you should be castrated because, hey, it, it might sound cruel, but you know what was also cruel? The, the Egyptians would send disabled people to the front line during war. See, all the Hotep cats mm-hmm. like to talk about Egypt, this and that, but they used to send the mentally retarded and the handicapped and the disabled, they would put them on the front line and use them as decoys. That's what we should do these fuckers. It was actually um, Ramesses the second was one of the main ones doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. That, but but see, the Egypt cast—that that's not cool. I think that's justified. I, I guess I, I guess I guess in the comedic community they don't want they don't want to talk about that. No, because it's because it, that that would be cool. You understand? Is that justified? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyway, but you got any other questions or comments? <laughs> no, man. Lose y'all, dudes. Y'all have a good one. I right, appreciate it, bro. All right. But that's a good point, though. You you know, when I, I brought that up to a committee cat, I was having a debate with a couple of years back, and he was talking about morality. And he was talking about, you know, Egypt, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. And it was that when you were talking about Ramsey's a second. I couldn't remember it, but he just said it. I said, well, let me ask you a second. He would put, during wartime, he would put the handicapped, the mentally disabled out on the front line. Is that shit morally right? <laughs> they're, the first ones to, they're the first ones to die. I'm just saying. But see, that goes to show you, too, people like to pick and choose what they, what they gravitate towards. So if you're going to gravitate towards Egyptology, you have to accept everything that Egyptology puts in perspective. Now, you don't have to agree with it, but you have to address it. You can't pick and choose what you like and you don't like if you claim to be a conscious Egyptologist slash part of the comedic community. That's part of the shit. You understand? It's a fact. I mean, to me, it's just an aspect. It, it really don't hold no fucking weight, but I'm just or, saying. Or, or you got the niggas that want to claim they're more, but they don't want to talk about, you know, all those white women that the Moors are busting nuts in. Here, here, here's how you shut the more. Let me tell you how you shut the more shit down. Uh, and this is a true story. And I think I was telling you this. I don't know if it was you or I was telling Brother Ravonu about two weeks ago. A couple of years ago, I was invited to an event. It was a multicultural event. There was various different groups and organizations there, and they had a panel. And I'll never forget this shit. And the president of the chapter of the Moors, of the Moors Science Temple, Brother Jamal, I'll never forget it, was on the panel. And he had did this whole lecture on, on sovereignty and being sovereign and this and that. Well, anyway, brother started getting real indignant. Started getting real personal. So I said, all right, fuck it, you know. You know now I'm, I'm going back. I'm young now. You know, I'm much younger. I had, I had a worse, you know, short temper back then. You know what I mean? You couldn't say shit to me then. I was ready to go. So I said, okay, let me ask you a question. You just did a two-hour lecture on sovereignty. And this is how you can shut it up real quick. I said, can you open your wallet and show us your driver license right now? I said, can we walk outside and see the car you pulled up in and see the license plate on the car that you drove here with? Do you got a Social Security card? 
Because if you got any of those things, you're still in the system and you're not, in, you're not fucking solid. Now, this nigga got a license. And the first time he tried to dodge me, he said he got dropped off. But then I found out, we, we saw when, he, when the person, his wife or mate at the time who picked him up, was driving around with state plates, which means you got a state driver's license, which means you're in the motherfucking system and you're not solid. How the fuck are you going to stand up there and give a two-hour lecture on sovereignty when your pathetic ass is in the system and you tell them motherfuckers how you're going to help get them solved? So you can, you can squash that combo right there. If you got any of those things, the shit is over. You don't even need to go any further. That's how you I squash never, that. Yeah. Also, also, I never understood why all the Moorish niggas I met, all of them seemed like they were broke. You know what I mean? It's like, damn. And not seem. It's because they are. <laughs> It ain't seen. <laughs> but remember, we equated, we, we built on that on a show a while back when we were talking about, you know, people equate being broke with being spiritual, unfortunately, because they look at it as a form of sacrificing. They, I don't they know, think, you know, when, when I well, hear well, well, sovereignty, well, when I hear sovereignty, I think of having money, wealth, or I should say wealth and power. When I hear well, sovereignty, well, that, I think well, of wealth and power. That's what I'm saying. They, you, you know, for somehow it's gotten fucked up in the conscious and spiritual community where to have wealth and success is kind of like, oh, you're, you're in the white man's system or you're, 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 or, or, you're, or you're, you're too worldly. Yeah, you're too worldly. Like, when did that become equated with that? But see, that's part of the illusion, too, that's casted in that whole conscious concept bullshit. But but then these niggas are talk these niggas are talk about Kemet all day. But Kemet, right. Kemet, they wasn't they wasn't no um, the pharaohs wasn't no broke ass niggas working at McDonald's. Well, that's my whole point. How can you claim to be the first this, the first that, the original this, the original that? <laughs> but, you, but nigga, you can't even reach into your pocket and buy a hot sandwich. You know, money's that tight. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. It's it's it's, it's but that that's part of this whole thing that we're talking about tonight because. Most of these cult leaders in these organizations, that's what they do. They make they, And they look for a certain, there's a certain prototype they look for. Most of the motherfuckers that go into these organizations usually don't come from solid family backgrounds. Uh, they usually didn't have like a dad or a father figure. So these char- charismatic talkers are always able to lure them in with that fatherly spiritual guide figure. And, and, and I'm telling you this from, we know this from experience. I'm not saying that. None of the people in these organizations came from sound backgrounds. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, though, if you did the percentages, you're going to see from 70 to 80 percent come from... Most niggas are fucked up. Come from fucked up backgrounds. And, and that's the prototype that they look for because, like we were talking about in the beginning of the show, they look for that dependency on them. They strip you of everything in your personal world, and they make you completely dependent on them, as if your existence depends... Your very existence present... And future-wise, depends on them. See, that's and, and, whether, and whether people acknowledge it or not, not having a father or not having a mother or your parents, not growing up with your parents, does have a psychological effect on you, whether you're aware of it or not. Oh, big and time. Understand, your mother, your mother and your father represent the animus and animus the the masculine and feminine part of your psyche. That's what these people represent in your life. And when one is missing, that shit has a trickle down effect on your life. True indeed. True indeed. And then, yeah, and, and and that's an important point to draw upon, no doubt. All right, let's see if we can take a couple more. Then we're gonna wrap this up because I'm getting a little exhausted too now. 
Uh, let's see if we can just squeeze a couple more. And, you know, we want to get people's thoughts. What's your stance on this? You know what I mean? And what do you feel? And, and if you choose so, if you might have had, and you don't have to elaborate in detail, if you, if you are a victim, maybe you can share and elaborate your, your thoughts on it. Uh, again, if you don't want to get into detail, you don't have to. But, you know, we want, we want to get people's feedback on this because, again, this is a topic that nobody wants to talk about. They want to act like this shit is not real. They want to act like it doesn't exist. This is a fucking reality, man. So let's talk and about it's that. It's funny, one. you know. I I was listening to uh, a House of Cooning this video recently, and uh, the guy Ali Muhammad was being interviewed about this situation with Bam Booty, and he said something that was I thought was very important. He said that you know, even though. Bam Booty or Dr. York, you know, or Dr. York's locked up for the rest of his life. Even though Bam Booty may get locked up for the rest of his life or whatever, he said, this, because we're not dealing with the mentality behind this, there's another little Bam Booty and Dr. York out there growing up. That's right. Right now. Another that's one. A good, that's a good point. That's a strong point, and that's true because we, we got to get into the psyche uh, of, of the root that causes these things to sprout up and how we allow ourselves to be played victims to it. I'm talking about especially the people that knew some of this shit was going on. They did absolutely nothing about it because I think that's just as worse or even a deeper sickness mentally. What would make you, if you're an individual that knew of these atrocities over the years and you sat back and did nothing, I mean, what category do we place those fucking people in? You understand what I'm saying? That, that, that's, 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 just, that's just like, you know, I'm not going to mention the brother's name. I'm not going to mention his name. But there's a brother that's a part of the Nawapian community. Now, York molested his cousins that was in the community, and this nigga is still a fucking devout follower. Like, nigga, he was molesting your family, and you still following behind this nigga? You still in denial about yeah, that's this a shit? Sickness. That's a sickness right there, man. That needs probing because, like I say, what makes an individual have that type of mentality? You understand? Because the only way we're going to understand and get to the root of this is by going that route. You understand? Because the, the fucked up part about it is, like, when I was talking to Ravana Noon earlier and he was sharing uh, those several incidences that took place when he was in the Zulu Nation. I, I asked him that particular point, like, in in the psyche, what after experiencing or seeing signs of that the first time, what would make you want to go back? Because, see, we need to also dig in. This is how these people become multiple victims on, a, on multiple times and consistent exactly. over a period of time because of that web, that, 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 that web of deception, this cult-like status, this divine figure. I think, I think mm-hmm. they start, one thing we haven't even talked about is another sickness that develops in the, in, the, in the victims that are abused is they start sympathizing with their abusers. We haven't even touched on that. Exactly. And like you, like you said, this dude knows, you know, his family's been, been, been abused, but yet he still sympathizes with the abuser. Now, there's yeah, these still poor psychological the teacher follows this nigga, everything, you know? Exactly. 
there's a lot of psychological core issues there that need to be addressed because that's deep. You know, how can you sympathize with somebody you for sure know is doing that? And, and we're just talking in general. And, the, and, and, and these are, this is your blood family. Two women coming up to telling you they was raped and molested by this dude, and you still follow this nigga. Wow, that's what I'm trying to say, man. Anyway, I think I'm all, I think we're gonna wrap it up, brother, because uh, it's getting getting a bit late, and I think we went a we 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 talked about a lot, and I, I you know I don't want to I don't want to beat a dead horse. I, I think we made our point, we drew our point home. Uh, I hope I hope this show. Uh, and and I, w- I would encourage you to pass this show around. I would encourage you to let people listen to this show. And I'm going to say what I said in the beginning of the show. If you are a victim and you're listening to this show, go talk to somebody, man. Get that shit addressed. It's not okay. Don't feel fucking ashamed. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you did anything wrong. You need to address it head on. And step one is by, by telling somebody so so something can be done about it. Nobody has justification. Nobody. Has and the more and the more that you walk around and you keep, you know, your mouth shut about this, sick motherfuckers like Dr. York and Ben Booty can walk around. And keep doing it, exactly. So so we definitely encourage you to, you know, come forward, talk to somebody if you are, if that's you. Uh to the people that support these fucking idiots, you know, you're just as sick as they are. And, you know, if you sympathize with these fucking sick criminals, you're just as sick as they are. And I personally think you you should be dealt with the same fucking way. Your treatment shouldn't be any different than these motherfuckers because if you have no justification other than the fact that you're just a loyal supporter and you don't want to deal with the, the, the facts and the evidence, you need to check yourself. Because I put you in the same category, and I believe, People that allow this shit to happen and keep supporting these motherfuckers, they should be dealt with the same way. Period. There's no getting around it. And, no and, and the mere fact that your leader, your leader is not even going back to his neighborhood. He's hiding out from his neighborhood and he's going to white people to talk exactly. to. Exactly. That shows you a lot about this nigga. That's all I needed to see. Well, right now, Ben Bot is the white man's bitch because he's going to have to hide amongst white folks. He's going to have to hide behind white media. He's going to have to hide in places because huh, it's about to get real ugly. And like I say, so be it. And it's funny, it's funny because uh, a brother a brother was speaking about this on a video. He said, you know, his time, you know, Bam's time is ticking. And if he don't come out and be honest and stuff, He's going, you know, he's going to put himself out there in a dangerous situation where some people see him, it's not going to be a pretty day for him. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I think it's past that. He he, he can't. It's old. So point blank, he can't. He, I think he's already, he's made his he's made his coffin. He's got to lay down on it. Uh, I personally think he's going to have to leave the country, let alone, you know, let, let alone just coming back to the neighborhood. He's going to have to leave the fucking country because, your actions already justified the means. So, you know, and I see it. And, and this this shit is spread out too far. So it's like, no matter where you go, niggas know you did it. Yeah. So it's beyond. I think it's beyond that. I don't think he could. He could do that even if he wanted to. Like I say, man, uh, you know, his actions justify the means. It's, it's, it's obvious. 
you know what I'm saying, to, to, to react the way he reacted and, and the stance that he took to just, just pull himself away from the people that were supporting him for years, and you can't even address those people head on. And you go to fucking Rolling Stone and Fox 5 News, that's all I needed to see. I don't need to see anything else. Because obviously it shows me afraid and fear and coming amongst your own because of, the, of what could happen in the reaction. So Exactly. He know, and he, so, one thing that nigga know, that nigga know, <clears throat> that when it when it comes to melanated communities, niggas do not play about that shit. Nah. Nah. And like I said, most of that shit dealt with in-house. You understand? And it's not pretty. And that's the way it should be. You can't go, you can't go, I ain't gonna sit there and say the very system you try, you going white folks to work this out for you? Seriously? Come on, man. That's why, that's why I'm saying, stay away from all that shit. All that conscious pro-black shit is all hypocritical. They're all hypocritical, bullshit-ass, fake con liars. They talk good fucking game, but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, look, look what happens. There's your, there's your answer right there. And, 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 your, this, this, and this is just one show of us exposing. We can, we can expose a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit that we know a lot about a lot of so-called uh, big conscious names out there that we just don't say. You know, niggas, niggas, shit can really get put on front street if we really wanted to play a nasty game like that. And that's it. And 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 the point being is, but you know what? We don't even have to do it because they're doing it to themselves. We ain't got to do shit. I told y'all if you'll go back and listen to some of the early shows we did, right? What were we saying on some of those older shows? The day of the conscious coon is up. This is what I was talking about. I said it a million times. Go back and listen to some of the very first shows we did. The day of the conscious coon is over. Okay, when I say the conscious coon, I'm talking about these Negroes that hide behind consciousness and they got their own personal agenda. They start these groups and organizations because it's a breeding ground for them to unleash their personal sexual desires on people. Children, women, men, young, old, you fucking name it. I told you them days is over. If you're still part of these Mickey Mouse clubs following these fucking cones, then whatever happens Mother, to you, you fucking deserve it. Motherfucker, motherfuckers want to be polygonists but can't even afford to take care of themselves. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. But that's the point The point we're getting at. The, the shit is over. Those, 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 you know, those days and times are over. No one person got an exclusive lock on the truth. I don't give a fuck what you think in your mind. If you really believe one individual's got the answers to everything, then you're fucking even more fucked up than that individual. That's even a worse sickness. And something, you know, really something that we've been trying to get across to you guys is these same motherfuckers you're looking up to, they human just like you, nigga. That's right. <laughs> they shit, piss, eat, and sleep the same way you do. No different. Exactly. No different. You know. You no did find, find these motherfuckers in your mind, and they probably more human than your ass. Oh, big time. And you're going to find out when you really start doing the work that you don't need any of them anyway. They ain't telling you shit that you couldn't have found out on your own anyway. And once that mystique wears off, you just start seeing them for what they are. Like like, like you just said, brother, just a regular motherfucker. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this evening. Uh if you want to go ahead real quick, brother, give your contact information, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and uh, go ahead and shut it down. Brother Fargi, 
A-U-S-A-R-G-A-T-D-E. Contact me on Facebook, or you can contact my email at sargidi at yahoo.com. And you can contact our page, Awakening Universal Minds, and um, any of the conscious women, if you have some big booty stripper videos for us, we welcome that, too. <laughs> I appreciate it. Also, what send them the, also send them to Hickstow's Booty at Yahoo.com. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to say real 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 quick real quick, uh you know, we didn't really get into the entertainment side. We'll talk about that another time. We'll get into another time. I'm too tired to get into this shit tonight. Uh anyway, if you want to contact me, uh the email is K H N U M nineteen at gmail dot com. K H N U M nineteen at gmail dot com. Again, you go to our Facebook page, Awakening Universal Minds, uh, any questions or comments. Feel free to contact us there also. Uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, again, it's Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, i got a bunch of videos posted up there on various different topics. I also have the radio show uh, linked and archived on the Mother Nubia Inc. Google page. So it's all linked up, all connects to all the sites. Uh, so you can also check me out there. Uh, and again, I just want to stress, nobody gets a pass on this topic we talked about tonight. There's one strike rule on this shit. I want to make that crystal clear. There ain't no two, three strike rules, one strike on this shit. Okay, that's no getting around that. And again, if you are a victim, if you are a victim and you haven't been able to get it and talk to something, do something about it. It ain't okay, period. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Also, Also, if you feel comfortable with our platform and you want to share your story, you can email us, hit us up on our uh, Waking Universal Mind page. We can work something out. Most definitely. Yeah. You know, we here, we, you know, we here helping as well. So, okay. Most definitely. All right. Next week, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, I'm going to get uh, brother, Dr. Aline Bay back on the show next week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did a show. Uh, with uh, Brother Panic and Dr. Alan Bay. Uh, Dr. Alan Bay's phone has went dead, and he kind of got disconnected a little early, so we're going to get him back on by himself because um, there were some other topics and questions we were going to discuss with him. So we'll have him back on the show. Uh, I'm going to get Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum to join us again in a couple of weeks. Uh, always a good show when Dr. Bynum comes on because uh, he goes in hard on dark light consciousness. Um, if you don't have that book, and you claim to be conscious, that's a book for real. Uh, you definitely you can do some real practical stuff. It's an excellent book. And I like it because, uh, you know, Dr. Bynum ain't representing anything in specific. He's not representing any organization, any group. He's dealing with universal knowledge. He's dealing with ancestral cultural systems. But the unique thing that he does, he, he brings it up into today's modern time, and there's a lot of practical exercises I, I gotta, and I gotta say, like he's one of the most humble, humblest dudes that I've heard in a long time. No, most, most definitely, and 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 the one I see, uh, the listener Vasty just typed in to thank, thanks for our brothers from Power Show. Now we thank you guys for listening, and hopefully this information you can share with other people. And, and we're not here representing anything. We we don't belong to any organization. Uh, we ain't trying to recruit nobody for shit. We ain't trying to sell you any magical potions or none of that shit. Uh, we just basically here sharing knowledge and information, and that's it. 
and the objective is you take this information and you do with it what you need to do with it. Uh, you, you, you analyze it, you study it. That's the purpose. You share it. That's what our job is. Because you know, because the, the re, one of the realities is, you know, we yeah we share this information free because you know our living does not come from metaphysical information. It doesn't. And, um, you know, we exactly. make we make our we make our living in different ways dealing with our own business, dealing with our own business, how we handle you know economics and stuff. But it's not our living is not based solely upon. Or I believe it's not based on it at all. We're selling magical potions, angel packets, and you know, um, <laughs> wizard brooms and shit. You know, we just, you know, I'm mean, not knocking anybody who do that, but it's like, you know, you're not gonna get that from us. That's the whole point. Uh, but again, we'll we'll shift gears. Uh, again, we did this show because we felt like it was a topic that. Or what the time was right now because of all of what's going on. And I hope more people have more courage to come forward, uh, not just the victims from these stories and these individuals we talked about tonight. Hopefully this can encourage people to, to, to maybe that was, well, thinking about coming forward or, or trying to come forward but didn't know how. Uh, hopefully, again, this, this, this helps them. Uh, so, again, we have Dr. Aline Bay on the show next week. Uh, we'll deal with a lot of metaphysical as you know, he likes to break down a lot of astrology and he correlates the Bible to a lot of astrology and metaphysics. He'll get into a lot of the uh, Egyptian mysteries and things of that nature. So we'll, we'll have a good bill with him next week. Uh, Dr. Edward Bruce Biden. We'll get Dr. Phil Valentine back on the show also in about three, four weeks. Uh, he's been here three times, and every time he comes, uh, it's usually, we usually have a good show and uh, interesting show when we get Dr. Valentine on. So we'll, we'll start bringing some guests back on here and there. And then we got some we got we got some shit lined up for you after that. We'll get some real dark dark black magic. Uh, we're gonna take it to a whole nother level, uh, but that'll be coming in the next several eight weeks. Um, so we'll get back on the spiritual path, but occasionally we'll attack these social issues here and there that need to be addressed because again we are fucking human too. Let's not act like we're fucking space cadets and we don't live. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying on the fucking physical plane because we do. Okay, we do. So let's not act like it. Anyway, appreciate everybody <laughs> joining us. Uh, and we'll see everybody next week, same time, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Peace. Everybody enjoy that mm-hmm. Thursday to next Thursday. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.